right, everybody. Welcome in to the Walkout Podcast. I'm Lance McCullers Jr. And I'm Carlos Correa. We got a lot to talk about today. We Woo. got some conversations, some goat talk on Twitter. So we got to break that down. We got some good fights coming this Saturday. What else we got, Lance? Man, I'm, I'm really excited about this Woodley fight coming up. I'm looking to see our boy regain his his spot, his confidence in, 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 in UFC. Uh, we got some awesome guests today, man. We got uh, our boy TJ, aka Killershaw, on uh, that we play Call of Duty with all the time, coming on the podcast. And uh, we got our boy Mike Bond from uh, MMA. MMA Junkie. So a lot of stuff to talk about. And you want to talk about the new section we're gonna hit him with today in the yeah, first inning? We're gonna hit him with the home run derby section today. We're That's gonna right. we, we, we're gonna talk about. Um, the GOAT talk, and we're going to talk about the greatest of all times. So we're going to break it down. So it, it should be a fun talk. Let's jump right in. Let's do it, baby. We've got any number one, the Home Run Derby, coming up next. All right, here we go. The first inning, our new segment, the Home Run Derby. So here we go. I'm going to read off Mr. Conor McGregor's tweets from yesterday, and I want you to tell me uh, what you think, and I want to start uh, rolling into uh, – to this segment. So Connor to start it off. Again. Connor at it again. Connor's off the proper whiskey. Jesus Christ. So here we go. Connor decides to tweet out goat thread. The array of finishes across two divisions with championship status in one. Anderson Silva is number one MMA goat. My array of finishes across three divisions with champion status in two. I'm number two, if not tied for number one. However, I'm still active. Number one is fully secured by the end of my career and easily. Then he says, GSP is in at number three. Much less array of finishes, but still champion status in two divisions. He is far behind, though. Reasons. He left 170 after much damage taken and some questionable decisions. He never re-engaged in 170-pound successors. He bottle fight. Uh, Anderson and only moved when one eye fighter <laughs> presented himself. Played it very safe. John is at number four, maybe tied at three. More array of finishes than three and still active, but champion status and only one. Reasons is multiple lackluster decisions and performances recently, plus questionable decisions and wins. Attempting to play it safe, staying at light heavyweight. He's avoiding entry at heavyweight versus the champion. Then he says, I didn't even mention PED results on multiple times, even though that makes me the clear number one current MMA GOAT, along with still being active, although it shames as well as puts all runs and finishes in complete doubt. I, I've snored multiple juice heads. I'm a true GOAT. I do it all. <laughs> then someone sent Connor a video of him and John messing around with their rollies. I think it's the same one that I'm wearing, actually. Oh, then he said, I said four, maybe three. And there, and this here is number two in Rolexes as well with only two in play. I like John. He's still active. He can climb higher. He must shake repetitive itty-bitty knee kick habit as he learns his boxing going backwards, individual jumps fearlessly in different divisions. Then he goes on to say, clarity on Silva's earlier number one spot, most stylistic finishes on any resume, front kicks to the face, up elbows, tie, plumb knee, landing, broken facial bone, a long list of jaw-dropping finishes. Myself and Anderson are the most exciting and most important finishes in all of the sport. Then he says, I'm only warming up. And one more, George and John's decision will clearly, will clear why I originally gave George three and John four, and I said maybe tied for three. A lot of John opponents were Anderson's 185 opponents, but the array of stoppages were not there for him. 
or or nowhere near Anderson's despite the weight advantage to do so. So that set off an absolute frenzy in the Twitterverse with the current fighters. What did, what did some of the fighters that responded like Jones, Khabib, Diaz, and Masvidal catch your attention? Well, first of all, I think Connor's a clown uh, by saying that, oh, he's God. On, that he's on the top five of all times. Every MMA fan, every fighter, every expert. But well, not every MMA fan. Well, every real MMA fan I met, not the <laughs> casuals. Um, we'll agree that Connor is not in the top five. The reasons why he's not in the top five is because he won championships, yeah, in two divisions, yeah, simultaneously, yeah. That was great. That was fun while it lasted. But he never defended a title. He, although he was, he's the most exciting fighter that we've seen in a long time, I think since Anderson Silva, like he said on that tweet, they are the most exciting fighters, and they're knockout artists and all that. Yep. But my man's been tapping. He's tapped four times in his career. He's losing to the better competition. So when you look at the guys that he beat, Jose Aldo, a legend, you know, 10 years without losing, he came in. He KO him. That's the biggest win of his career. Then he goes to Eddie Alvarez in a lightweight division that is not the same as it is right now. You know, you had Dos Anjos, then um, Eddie Alvarez beat um, Dos Anjos, and then Connor KO Alvarez. But the way, you know, even though that Alvarez is not one of the best of all times, the way he made that look, it looked so easy. It looked effortless. It looked like he was on top of the world. It looked like he was well on his way to be a top fighter of all times. You fast forward after that. You know, he loses his focus. He starts drinking too much. He starts punching all men at bars. And then he comes back, and he's losing to Habib by submission. He's losing to Diaz, who was supposed to be a warm-up fight, in my opinion, because he was supposed to fight Dos Anjos. And even though it was a two-week notice for both of them, okay, Diaz is a guy that was just smoking blunts on his house, bro. The, <laughs> he, was training, he was training for a... Uh, uh, Either a marathon or like an Ironman. A, a triathlon. A triathlon. Like that. He was training. Okay, well, well, hold on. I'm going to let you continue, and I'm going to get into these tweets. But first of all, the first time he lost to Diaz, he hadn't really reached the status. Um, you know, he hadn't really gone off the deep end yet, as, you, as you're as you saying. He just lost that fight because he just lost. He got, he got better by Diaz. He came back. He avenged that fight. He beat Alvarez for the 155 title. And then after Alvarez, that was when he went to, like, Floyd and stuff. That's when he kind of started going. But, but keep going. Yeah, so when he lost that fight to Diaz, I said, wow, like in every sport, when a fighter loses, they get exposed, and everybody knows what's the recipe to beat you. Yeah. So when we saw that Diaz fights, I said, well, this is not what I expected. This is not what I saw um, Conor McGregor um, in the near future, and he was getting beat by a guy that, in my opinion, he's not uh, one of the best fighters in the world at the time. He yeah. was not top 10 fighter in in. in in the world or in the division. So losing to Nate, to Nate was like, okay, everybody has a bad day. Everybody has a bad night, baby. Going up to 170, mess up with his cardio, right? Right. And then you see the fight two against Nate Diaz, the second fight against Nate Diaz, and even though he beat him on the scorecards, um, Diaz put up a great fight. You saw his cardio fading again in the third round where one judge scored it 10-8, which caused a draw on that card. And I said, wow, so Connor really has problems with his cardio because he spends too much energy in the first couple of rounds trying to knock you out, but not everybody can get knocked out. You know what right. I mean? But it was a good performance, but that showed me that against the top dogs in the division, he will have trouble, and we saw that against Habib. That was, uh, that was a, ba a bad performance by Connor. Yeah, so as you mentioned, Khabib then fires off a tweet and says, you tapped out in featherweight, you tapped out in lightweight, and you tapped out in welterweight. 
You never defended any title in the UFC or Cage Warriors because a lot of people don't know Conor McGregor was the two-time champion in Cage Wars before he jumped to the UFC. So mm-hmm. he didn't defend either of those belt at, at the Cage War uh, Cage Warriors either. He goes on to say, "You gave up more than GSP did. Spider and Bones all together. You greatest UFC fighter in Twitter history." Ali, that was a great uh, tweet you sent for Khabib. Um, <laughs> You know, then, then you know, Jones goes off and says, you know, I don't, I'm not going to talk about who's the goat of all time. Let the fans do that, but I would try maybe um, defending a belt and, and saying and still. And then Nate Diaz says, I'm the baddest pound for pound motherfucker and anyone because I took you out. I put you to the ground faster. You tap faster than anybody. So he beat I'm, him faster than Khabib. Yeah, and he beat him faster than Floyd. So he said, I'm really the baddest. And then, of course, Masvidal said, well, I beg to differ. You know, I beat you. I'm the baddest motherfucker. I got the belt. And they said, let's run it back. So I love to see all this in Twitter, brother. I love to see all this uh, Twitter fingers out there and, and, <laughs> and Twitter wars. I mean, I love it. I mean, as a fan, you pay attention. You open your Twitter and, you know, you're sitting on your couch and you see all these fighters. And then you start picturing what fights would look better for yeah. Connor, for Habib, for all these guys. You know what I mean, and right now... In my opinion, Connor versus Nate Diaz 3 will be the best option because, you know, Tony needs to heal. Dustin is already booked for Dan Hooker. Gaethje is going to fight Habib. So yeah. the only match that's available for Connor right now is Nate Diaz. Uh, he could, yeah, he could fight Masvidal, but we're going to get into that in a second. And with what you're saying about the, the Twitter going back and forth, it's been hot. It's been, you know, Twitter and social has been hot with the fighters. UFC even posted something and asked, who's your GOAT? So... Since we're in the home run derby section, we're going big. I big want Yaya. us to dive in a little bit on who we think our goats are, our top five of all time. Not Connor and for sure. I'm gonna give you <laughs> I'm gonna give you the floor first. Then I'm gonna give my fights, my top fighters of all time, and then we'll we'll dissect each other. So I want I want you to go for no no um particular no order. particular order because that, that's too hard. Just your top five UFC goats. Of all time. All right, so if you guys have seen the first three episodes, you guys know I'm a massive Habib fan. I love as of Habib. He's, he's jumped on the bandwagon since, as of since he beat Alex Trujillo. Uh, <laughs> takedown defense of all time. What a Tw- lie. 21 takedowns in one fight. It's a UFC record that will never be broken ever. Um, Habib is one of the greatest, but he's not on my top five. Why? Because he doesn't have enough fights in the UFC just yet. But he's well on his way. I say if he finishes with uh, undefeated record uh, and 32 fights, I need to see four more fights. He's 28 and all right now. I need to see him beat Connor again. I need to see him beat Gaethje. I need to see him try to go for that welterweight belt. And he will be the GOAT in my opinion. But right now, my top five is, in no particular order, John Jones, Henry Cejudo, George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva, and Daniel Cormier. Why? George St. Pierre, you know, nine title defenses, um, had a great career. Um, He helped grow the sport of MMA. He won a lot of fights consecutively while he was champion. So he defended the title so many times, like I said before. John Jones, 15 fights for the title. He's won every single one of them. The only loss in his resume was a... Illegal elbow on the ground, and the guy was almost 12 dead. To six. Yes. 12 to 6. And Cejudo, why Cejudo? Even though he doesn't have that many fights in the UFC, when you look at this guy's resume, he's the only fighter with two champions and an Olympic gold medal. Olympic gold medal being probably the hardest one to, to achieve. 
And Daniel Cormier, why? Because him and Cejudo are the only guys to win two championships and defend them while facing great competition. Okay. And I'm missing one. Anderson Silva, obviously, he's the one that got me into the UFC. Um, like Connor said, he's, he's he got the best knockouts in UFC history. And he has the most um, consecutive wins while being a, a, a champion. 2,457 consecutive days. days. Insane. That's that's my top five right now. Habib, uh, he's on my top ten. But like I said, he can be, or Connor, they can be on my top five because they don't have enough fights. And in Connor's um, situation, situation, he he just tapped four times, man. That's okay. that's unacceptable. So two two. So the fans heard you have John Jones, no particular. You got John Jones, Triple C Henry Cejudo. You got the Spider Silva Cormier. You got Daniel Cormier, and you have GSP. That's right. All right. My top five, no particular order. John Jones as well, 14 wins in title fights, eight defenses in the light heavyweight division. That is crazy. Triple C, double champ um, at 125, 135, defended both belts, and he beat um, another person I have in my top five, Demetrius Johnson, 12 title fights. He did lose two. Um, he, uh, he lost to uh, Cruz. And he lost a triple C after he beat him the first time. Um, but he does have 11 defenses, which is uh, or was a record. Uh, no, I think it is still a record for most defenses in, in, yeah. in, in any weight division. So for me, you got to have that guy who has the most title defenses in the top five. That's just me for sure. And so those are the three. And then I got Anderson Silva as well. Like you said, 2,457 days. As a champion. It's, it's hard for me to put Demetrius Johnson in the top five just for the simple fact that when he tried to go to okay, 135. We're, we're going we're gonna to debate that after. Oh, you don't we, want it right now? No, I'm not finished. Oh, okay. Go and ahead, then I got Stipe Miocic. He has five title fights. He's won four. I'm sorry, he's won five, six title fights. He's won five of them and three defenses in the heavyweight division. I think he's That's the greatest. Is a record, and he's the greatest heavyweight of all time. So you got to put the greatest heavyweight of all time in my top five. So, you so put, you put, I got John, you put Triple Stipe C or DC. I got John, Triple C, Anderson Silva, Stipe, and Demetrius Johnson. Those are my top five. I'm gonna let you debate my five before I debate yours because I know you have you have. I, I want to know why you have Stipe and and Demetrius Johnson um, ahead of DC. All right, so that's a good question. So I actually wrote a list here. I have my outside looking in, and my outside looking in, the first guy I have is DC. Mm -hmm. He's my. If I was ranking, he'd be my number six. But you still have him ahead of, uh, you you have him behind Stipe. Yes, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because Stipe is the greatest heavyweight in my opinion of all time. Mm -hmm. He holds the most defenses of the belt, mm -hmm. and he's one and one with DC. Mm -hmm. They're one and one in their fights, and he has the belt right now. So if we're making the list today, right now, hold you, on. You think Stipe's hold resume on. is better than DC? Yes. Dude, he's the greatest heavyweight in the most dangerous division of all of all of uh, mixed martial arts combat sports. So he's got to be, in my opinion, the top five. If DC wins this next fight coming up, whenever that fight happens, they're going to flip. And DC will probably climb. But here's my problem with DC, okay? And I, I wrote it down because I knew that was going to be a problem for you because you told me DC was in your top five, wasn't in mine, so I, I knew you were going to come and you wanted receipts. So here's my problem with DC. He's got two losses to John Jones. Mm -hmm. so the best he, of all time. So he, but it doesn't matter. He never won the belt in his own division that he has a belt in because of John's suspensions and whatnot. He never captured that belt against the top 
best competition in John Jones during his career in the light heavyweight division. So that for me, is a red flag. It's a huge problem for me individually. He never. But that's beat, not his fault, though. He could have fought him. Listen, the- he could have fought him. He never beat the best at light heavyweight. So that to me is 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 a big knock. He fought. So him, he left, but John Jones and he got lost suspended twice. for steroids. Bro, he he lost the first fight. It was a no contest. But the first fight was not. It's an L. Yeah. The it, first it fight an is L. an L, and then John the got stripped. One, no contest. The second one's a no contest. But it doesn't matter. You still lost. He got he got TKO'd from By a head a guy kick. on steroids, though. It was a pictogram. Anyway, <laughs> let me finish here for a second. So then you, you start saying, well, who did he beat for the lightweight belt after John beat him and then got stripped? He fought, uh, I believe it was Gustafson, or maybe it was Johnson first. He, he, he fought bought, Johnson. He bought, no, he fought Anthony Johnson, Gustafson, Silva, yes. Johnson, and then okay. the no contest. So Johnson, him. good win. Gustafson split decision. Close fight. A win is Close a win, Close fight. I'm just saying. Then he, he fights a 40-something-year-old Silva, lays on him the whole fight. The only time he exchanges with him is the last 30 yeah, that's, seconds. That's not... That's and not. he would he, and he he almost got KO'd in those last 30. He fights Johnson again. The UFC gives Johnson another another shot to win the title. He submits him. And he submits him. Johnson retires, so he was on his way out. He fights Jones, takes the L. Jones, no contest. Fights Ozemir, who I'm not super impressed by. Uh, his resume, and he mm. he beats Ozemir, and then TKO, ten months later, like TKO, and ten months later, he leaves the lightweight heavyweight lightweight division to go fight in the heavyweights when John Jones was coming back. So that six, tells six me later, six months later, right? He could have, but ten months later, John fought for the belt. He could have fought Jones. He could have waited and fought Jones. He didn't want to do it. I thought he was. He didn't want that I third fight versus Jones. I think he knew he couldn't Jones. beat Jones after the second right, fight. So I you, think he gave I, up. He I said, think I don't be. I can't beat that, this guy. This guy's better than me. Okay, at so this point. he went up to the heavyweights. He beat Stipe by knockout. By knockout, he he defends it against Derek Lewis. Much as I love Derek Lewis, him. it's not. It was not a competitive fight. De- Derek should never taken it. It was. It was probably a money grab. He fights um, Stipe again. It, that and was he, a fight and, because and he gets of, knocked out. He got famous because my balls was hot. Yeah, my they balls gave was him hot. Fat, yeah, the fight. So then he fights Stipe again and he gets knocked. He 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 loses in TKO. So I think the two things that stick out to me is he really hasn't. You know, he's got to rec- if he reclaims that that heavyweight belt versus Stipe, he becomes he jumps over Stipe. But the the red flags to me when he was he never beat John. The first time and the second time, the no contest, whatever you want to call it. And then he left before being able to fight Jones again and really cement himself as the best light heavyweight in this era. He left and went to the heavyweights, and now he's battling the, the no best heavyweight. Though. It does make sense. No, it doesn't because you have Sehudo and Demetrius Johnson in the top five, and they're in the same division in the same era, and... You have them both in there. I have Triple C in there, not because he beat Demetrius Johnson, it's because he's a two-way. No, my question is why you have Demetrius Johnson in there. Demetrius Johnson has the most title defenses Against in UFC who? history. You're talking about opponents. Cormier faced matter. better opponents than Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius Johnson faced the best competition that was available to him. The UFC so made Cormier. those fights. So they Cormier. The, the UFC made those fights. He has 11 title defenses, which is a UFC record. He beat Triple C who's also in my top five one time. And mm-hmm. Triple C's in my top five because he's a double champ and he beat some amazing guys to get there. So the only real competition that Demetrius Johnson ever faced was Cejudo and Dominic Cruz. And he lost to both okay. of them. Okay, that's like me arguing with you that GSP um, faced lackluster competition as that's well. That's you telling me that Cormier never beat the greatest of all times. Cormier and never beat the best in his individual division. He never greatest beat of all time. the best fighter in his division 
And Mighty During Mouse his title reign. Mighty, Mighty Mouse did. He lost to the best fighters that he ever faced. He beat Oh yeah, he lost to uh, Dominic Triple Cruz C. and Triple C. But he went up in weight to fight Dominic Cruz. He still didn't beat him. Uh, T, um, Triple C went up and KO Morais and Cruz. Well, that's why I have Triple C ahead of him if I was going to rank these guys. Jimmy Shots would be five for me. But then you Triple have C Cormier probably be with two championships two or three. and defended both of them and was finishing guys in the light heavyweight division, the best names out there, names that we recognize. If we look at Demetrius Johnson, bro, we don't recognize a lot of these names that he was beating. We're not talking about fighting guys with names because that, that, that division that he fought in, but you uh, say the 125 Cormier, division competition. The 125 division was never promoted, and it, it, it was that's why we don't know those names. It should cancel. We, that we, division, we by know the way. these names because they this, this division, division has been promoted. I think that you cannot sit here and put guys in your top five like Anderson and GSP, who probably didn't fight guys that everyone recognizes their names or maybe were the top competition based off of who's fighting right now. You can't compare that. It's like comparing apples to oranges. You can only compare to the guys that they fought in their times. Demetrius Johnson had 11 fight defense streak, you which is a record the in the UFC. Stop. It's what a record the level in the UFC. Competition? He has to be recognized for that. DC never beat the best fighter in his own division. Of all times. It doesn't matter. He of never beat the best fighter in his division. He left because he was scared to fight him a third time. He knew he couldn't beat him. And now he's one and one with the, he with the current best heavyweight. So if he wins that fight, he's he top beat, five. He beat the if best he heavyweight of all times. Stipe, but he won it back, so he's the current champion. If he doesn't beat Stipe the third time, he's definitely not top five. If he beats Stipe, he's a hundred percent top five, probably top three. I think. I think that you said you have Stipe ahead of him, and I get it. He's the greatest heavyweight of all times. But Cormier won championship in lightweight, defended them three times, won championship on heavyweight, and defended it one time. And if I was him after King KO Miocic in, in the first couple of rounds, I said, why would I give you a rematch? It wasn't even a close fight. He he got slept. You know what I mean? But as a champion oh, he that he is, obviously there was no no better competition out there for him. So he gives in the rematch. He wins the first round easily. He wins the second round. And then in the third round, the so fight what? started shifting. So it was a good fight. But I agree with you. This this third fight will say a lot of who's the better man. But when I will, when I look at all times, I don't talk about two fights. I talk about resume. I talk about career. And when I look at Cormier, his two titles and the guys that he's beat. Okay, I have DC as my sixth overall fighter of all time. So I'm not sitting here saying that I'm not trying to disrespect DC. I think he's an amazing fighter. He's one of the best champions the UFC's ever seen. Amazing ambassador for the for the fight game. I love mm -hmm. him as an individual. I don't love maybe the way he fights. Super. He's got a future in, 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 in of commentating. Anything he wants, he has a future. He's very smart. He's good, I'm just saying, when you're talking top five all-time UFC fighters, and I see a guy who never beat the best guy in his own division in his era and then left that division because he didn't want to face him again and then now has lost a fight at his next weight class against another great, but he needs to beat him to cement so I have him right outside the top five looking in. He's the next guy to come in. He beats Stipe, boom. Top three? Top three. Top three. Uh, we can't agree on that. What do you got on George St. Pierre, though? You know, I mean, George St. Pierre, he... A lot of people have him number one. I don't have him number one. I don't have him in my top five. I have him as number... I put him at number seven here Why is behind that? DC. Why is that? I mean, when you have the, the boss, the main man, Dana White, saying... You, you know, didn't really fight the best competition. You kind of handpicked your, 
your opponents. You you avoided um, the best guys out there. He wouldn't fight Silva. He wouldn't do it. He yeah, refused to do it. That we and to now see. you're hearing GSP even say himself interviews. He never loved to fight. Yeah. He loved what it did for his life, but he never loved to actually fight. That fight against Johnny Hendricks where he got punished, and in my opinion, Hendricks won that fight. And, you know, everybody saw Hendricks win that fight. They gave it to GSP. That's when he announced his retirement. Yeah. Um, that right there said a lot about what type of fighter he was. And even though he made the sport better and he looked great against guys like Nate Diaz and legends like uh, Nick Diaz and legends like B, uh, BJ um, Penn, I have in my top five because of the status of, of legend and yeah. all the title defenses, but it's hard for me to see him as the number one of all times. Right. When you guys got, you got guys like John Jones and Silva, in my opinion, ahead of him. And I agree with McGregor. He's a third, fourth um, tied with some guys there just because obviously he didn't finish a lot of guys and it was decision. And he has some controversial decisions. When I yeah. say controversial, really controversial decisions. But just because of the legend that he is and what he did for the sport, I put him uh, on the top five. I mean, he's got a great resume, bro. I mean, I'm, he's got 15 title fights in his career, 13 wins, nine defenses, and he has two different belts and two different weight classes. So, you know, he, he you know, we came back and he fought Bisping. Connor said, oh, he had to come back and fight the guy with one eye. That's what I'm talking about, though. He kind of like, he retired when he thought the competition was... Um, catching him, or maybe he felt like he got lucky in that Hendricks fight with the decision, so he retired, waited, felt like he picked that Bisping fight, feeling like, yo, I can beat this guy. And so he came back, fought, won again, and then he wouldn't defend it. He vacated it. It's like he won. He thought he could beat that guy. He wouldn't keep uh, fighting other guys in those divisions who wanted to fight him. Like Connor. Like Connor, et cetera. And other guys, too. I mean, Silva still said he'd run it with them then. I mean, like Connor, he never defended it. He vacated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's why, so if you want to keep talking, so we're, we got some questions here, but that's why GSP's not in my top five. I feel like, uh, you know... Why is Connor not in your top five as a big fan of you? I'm a huge fan of Connor. I have him kind of floating around in that top 10. I got him floating kind of closer to like the 8 to 10 rank. For me, when you see Connor won two belts and his strike force never defended them. He cage jumps Waters, to, cage sorry, Waters. sorry, sorry, sorry. Cage Warriors, and he never defends them. He jumps to the UFC... He went through a gamut of fighters, bro, to win that first 145 belt. Solid fighters. Poirier, Holloway. Um, he fought. A, uh, he won. He won the um, intern belt Chad against Mendes. Uh, Chad Mendez, who's a really good fighter in this era. He um, then he starts. He starts Aldo in the first 13 seconds. Aldo had seven title defenses at 145. Considered one of the goats. Ten years without losing. Considered one of the goats. The goat of that division, probably. Yeah, uh, it's between the, the longevity for sure. Yeah. So, you know, when you, and then you win the belt, but then you, you jump up to Alvarez. He was supposed to fight Dos Anjos. You know, the whole DS thing happened. Then he fights Alvarez, who was a great fighter. He starches him. He's the first double champ in UFC history. Um, but then he, then he goes off to fight uh, Floyd, you know, mm-hmm. and you could say, oh, it's a business move. And he wanted that queso. 25 men. Can never knock my mans for that. <laughs> but you got to defend the belts to be in the top five, and that's why, for me, if he would have just defended one of those belts, like John said, and, and we heard an and still, he would have creeped up there into the top five for me, maybe the top couple, but because the no-detailed no defenses, he's sitting on the outside looking in because you can't ignore what he's done for the sport and the two tile defenses and the guys he has beaten, but, you, you know, you have the Nate Diaz loss, which is a bad loss. You have the couple of taps. 
um, and to, from and you have Bald. Khabib, who's the you know, and then he never defended. So, so if you have if what, you, if wait, you have Conor what do you think? Ten, what do you have, Habib? I got Habib uh, right in front of Conor. So because he's undefeated, you have Habib eight and Connor ninth. Yeah, because I have Khabib undefeated at twenty eight. No, he beat Connor at one fifty five. Where you have your man, uh, the Iceman, and L- all this. I got them. I so I got Liddell, I got Liddell and Couture and Cruz all kind of bunched up right after Connor. I like that. I agree. with That's that. what I got right after Connor. So in front of Connor, I have Khabib. I have a bunched up group of like Aldo, GSP, and DC, and then I have my top five. And then after Connor, I got Liddell, Couture, and I got Cruz. I like that. Cruz, probably the greatest bantamweight of all time. Sehudo, with two more fights, I think he'll get that, get that yeah. status. So he only has two fights in bantamweight. So what do you think Connor's got to do? Because he, 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 he's on here on Twitter saying he's, he's, he's the second best fighter ever, Man. possibly number one. But what does he have to do in your eyes to jump to that number one spot? So what Connor has to do, and don't get me wrong, I love Connor. I was a huge no, you fan don't. of Connor. I was a huge fan of Connor. But the moment that he started deviating from his main focus, which was fighting, and started chasing the money, and started drinking, and started going out, and stopped focusing on what got him there, is when I was off him. I said... No, nah, I can't follow this guy anymore. This guy is not putting in the work. Um, so that's the reason why I don't trust Connor no more. And I don't think he's the best fighter because what we saw with Diaz showed us that he still needs to work on a lot of things. But what Connor needs to do to get there is he needs to beat Nate Diaz the third fight, which is the only fight that he has right now, and then win a title at the welterweight division. For me... Oof. That will put him in the top five, even though he's the only one to do it. But if he defends that title, then I'll put him as a GOAT. What if he didn't win a welterweight belt? What if he won the 155? Let's say um, he fights Khabib again, or he fights Justin if he, if he beats Khabib, and, he's, and he wins that belt, and then he defends it. If Connor, does that put him still up, or does he have to win a third welterweight because of his past resume? I'm just going to throw it out there. If Connor, Connor KOs Khabib, because he's not going to win by decision. He doesn't have the gas tank to go five with Khabib. Okay. If he KOs Khabib, he's the GOAT. If he KOs the most dominant fighter we've seen in this era, yeah. he's the GOAT. You know, for those people out there listening to this or watching and saying, well, man, what, what else does Khabib have to do to get in that top five? I just think that, you know, as you've mentioned, as much as maybe I'm not a fan of Khabib or whatever, 28-0, um, lost one round in his UFC career if you look at scorecards. Mm-hmm. And he has defended against some pretty heavy-level opponents already, but... You know, if he beats Justin, if he beats Connor again, and if he's got to beat Ferguson, I want to see Connor again because I don't think Connor was at his best. Uh, I'm not talking about the foot stuff. I'm just saying I don't think Connor was in his best mental or physical conditioning for that fight. So I would like to see that fight again. But he beats Justin after the run Justin's been on. He beats Tony. If they ever do get that fight, my man's the GOAT of all of this shit. I agree with that. And the reason we don't put him in the top five is because, you know, if you look at his resume, like you said, he's only lost one round, but his best wins come Rafael Dos Anjos, Michael Johnson, Barbosa. I'm not going to mention Aquinta because there was a replacement. Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. Those are two solid fighters, two yeah. killers right there. Really good. Those and last two. the reason we don't put him in the top five is because he doesn't have enough fights. He's only defended his title twice. 
Uh, we need to see more title defenses. We need to see him against Gaethje, like you said. We need to see him against Connor eventually again when Connor is focused and at his best. And we need to see him against Tony Ferguson. That's five. If he gets those five title defenses, he's going to be the GOAT. For the simple fact that all these title defenses, they're not like John Jones and George St. Pierre. Right. Questionable decisions. No. These are complete dominance. He's choking these guys out. He's winning almost every round. And he's doing it with style. Yeah. And I well, I mean, love it. John will never be the GOAT in every, a lot of people's top five. He's going to be mentioned because of the record, but the, the title fights aren't, the title defenses are not consecutive. And obviously, he has the steroid thing looming over, you know, over, he yeah, has that cloud yeah. over his career. So, you know, a lot of people, that's why in this thing that we're talking, you know, we're, we're saying, oh, Triple C, Stipe, maybe DC, maybe Khabib if he gets a couple more defenses. I think that's why a lot of people just lean toward the Andersons and lean toward GSP because they have, they have the, the, the things you like to see. They have the, the title reigns. They have the mm -hmm. different d d divisions. They have the, 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 fights. the fights, the quality of opponents, the length. But I just think that these guys, man, Triple that C I just, mentioned. just slid in there with that last performance because he was not in the top five yet. No. Yeah. But he slid in there with that performance against Dominic Cruz, which is a great fighter, even though he wasn't a big layoff. But we saw him beat TJ Dillashaw, who's another animal. 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 You see what you see the way five year TJ looks right now. We went about one eighty. Look at that TJ looks so good. I can't wait for him to come back uh, January. in January, bro, and, Love and, it. and and show this division what's up. Yeah, Triple C went the um, in my top five. He went he went he beat Demetrius Johnson. He then uh, fought uh, TJ Dillashaw. Who? He beat TJ Dillashaw for the belt. Dominic, yeah, Dom yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm talking uh, Triple C. Oh, Triple C. He beats C. Johnson. Yeah, that's a huge win. Yeah. He beats TJ Dillashaw. Mm -hmm. Massive win. Captures both belts. 26 seconds. Bro. Beats Morales on a bum ankle and a bum shoulder. Makes yeah. his adjustments we're talking about. Shows mm -hmm. that different level of fighting. And mm -hmm. then beats, debatably, the greatest bantamweight of all time. And he Cruz, finished. Who I still have in my, in my top 12. Yeah. He finished them. He didn't just beat them like decisions. But right. No, he finished them. All of them. Yeah. So you're talking about he's beat three or four guys that would be ranked in the top 25, 30 ever, and then a couple of guys in the top 10. I would I would have loved to see that TJ Cejudo fight again at 135. I want to see it again. I still do. I don't think it's going to happen because Cejudo don't want it. I know. But, but I would have loved to see it. If, if you know if TJ would have not gotten suspended, it would have been a great fight. What if? What if? I, I'm what if Triple C beats Australian Volkswagen at 145? And TJ comes for the 145 belt. So we game with TJ yeah, all do. the time on Call of Duty. <laughs> and he's our boy. He's awesome. And I've been talking to him, bro. Move off to Featherweight. Go for that belt also. So Sehuda wins that belt. We might see TJ go for Sehuda at Featherweight. That would be awesome. That would be a money fight, man. A lot of people yeah, know I mean, TJ. He's an animal. Yeah. I like our top fives. I like our debates here. Um, Connor, keep working on your shit, bro. Keep, 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 keep. Focusing on your craft. Yeah. Keep knocking people out. If you knock my boy Habib out, I'll put you on my top three. Not top five. Oh, I'll put shit. you on my top three. I think that's No, gonna, I said GOAT. That's I said, <laughs> if you know Habib, I said GOAT. I put you as a GOAT if you That's going to be... Uh, that's def Conor McGregor is going to hear this, and he's going to say... Bro, Carlos Correa said if I beat Khabib by knockout, I'm going to be his GOAT. So that's definitely going to be his <laughs> main motivation. Connor. So wait, goat. before we finish this, since we're talking about Connor. I want you to lay out the path, the brick, the, the 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 yellow brick road that Connor needs to follow. In your opinion, we've talked about this a lot to capture either that 155 again or that elusive 170 that Usman holds on to right now, who looks like a 
Batman. Usman is a Batman because he's he mixes his wrestling with his striking so well. Probably better than Habib, man. His his striking is a lot. Oh no, for sure. Habib. That 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 fight that he when he fought um I think when he fought Colby, uh, Colby striking that, that showed great. me a lot. Uh, Habib has probably better wrestling, better grappling, just slightly because Usman is really bad. He's really bad man on the ground, but Usman has a better striking by a lot. But for Connor, I don't think he can he can win that lightweight belt again. Why? Because he's got to go through Justin Gaethje or Habib. Those are two bad men. He has a better chance of beating Gaethje than Habib. We all know that. But if you look at the welterweight division, man, you go to welterweight, right? Or you, He's fighting Nate Diaz, which I'll watch it, obviously. But I, I think there are better fights for Conor out there like Jorge Masvidal. Well, lay it out. Lay out your perfect road for perfect Conor to, road win right the, here. To, to win the welterweight belt. He, he's going to fight Nate Diaz. That's, that's almost done, in my opinion. So he fights Diaz, wins, beats Diaz at 170. He goes for Jorge Masvidal. If let's say Jorge loses to um, Usman, he, yeah. he they fight for the BMF, and then he fights Usman for the title. title. Beats Usman. If he beats Usman, oof, he's the goat. And we're assuming that Usman's gonna beat Masvidal and then probably fight Colby again. What if Woodley KOs Burns? Where's Woodley in this mix, bro? You're he's talking about Colby. a guy. He's still got to fight Colby, I think. Who's got to fight Colby? Woodley? Woodley. So you're going to go Usman beats Masvidal. For the Masvidal. number one contender. Usman beats Masvidal. Mm-hmm. Then Masvidal slides in to fight Connor. If Usman beats Masvidal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Usman yeah. Fights, slides in to fight Connor. I mean, sorry, Masvidal fights Connor. Mm-hmm. All in the meantime, Colby's still training, posting his freaking terrible Instagram videos. Working on his jaw. Woodley. Rehabbing his jaw. Woodley beats Burns, and then Woodley and, and Colby run it. Yeah. As when Connor and Masvidal and Ma- run it. When Masvidal run it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully before them. Connor, if Connor KOs Masvidal, he goes for the champion, whoever is. So you don't time. think that even if Connor beats Masvidal, he's got to wait for the Colby Woodley fight to be cleared to go? Because those guys have been in the mix. Those yeah. guys are at the top of the rankings. What's Connor ranked in the world? 14? 15. 15. 14 now. 14. Um, just you gotta remember, Connor is the A side, so the money fight yeah. is the one that Usman or, the, or whoever is the champion is gonna want to take. So Colby and Woodley, they're gonna have to wait on the sidelines and wait for that fight. So if Connor beats the champion at welterweight, man, does he have to defend the belt? And win? I'll put him. I'll put him in the top three if he beats. Uh, if he if he beats, wins the welterweight, but if he defends one time, then you know. It's hard to argue with them, and nobody has done it. Nobody, nobody has won three championships. And so. he has he has finishes in three different weight divisions. Never been done. Yeah, but that doesn't impress me as much because he finished Cowboy when he's almost done with his career, and he finished Aldo. That was a great KO. And he finished Alvarez. That was awesome, also. But the finishes for me is not as important as title defenses. Okay, I want to see title defenses because that means yeah. you're fighting the best of the best. When you're champion, you got no other option. Actually, you can't. You gotta you, you fight. Got nowhere the, to run. The, the, you gotta fight the the best other man. Yeah, you, you know nowhere I mean? to run. There's no way to go. Yeah, I agree. I think Connor has to go for that welterweight belt at least right now. I would love for the MMA sport if I was like the MMA like demigod and I could like pick and choose what's gonna happen. I'm gonna have Connor fight Diaz. I'm going to have Masvidal fight Usman. I'm going to have then Connor fight Masvidal. Then Connor beats Masvidal. He goes and fight Usman. He beats Usman. And then him and Khabib have a catch weight the new at division. the 165. Ooh, 162, I think they said. 162? Yeah. All right, fine. They have a catch weight for the 162 belt. And Connor could win and be a four time 
champion. Ooh, bro, that will put him. That will put him on the ultimate goat, no matter. And then you can get rid nobody of nobody can argue. And that then Connor and Khabib can get their fight over with. And then if Khabib wins and he becomes a two-time champ, he's now the goat. Yeah. So all the goat conversation will go out the window if things happen that way. Yeah, that dream sounds really well, bro. I like that. Sounds like a good dream. All right, man. I right, time to wake up from that dream. <laughs> Back <laughs> to be, reality. Gotta be the goat. That's <laughs> <laughs> <to> reality. <laughs> all right. Well, shout out to our boy, Mike Carter Williams. We talked to him nonstop in our chat. Yes. His top five, no order, is John Jones, Triple C, Khabib, Silva, Spider Anderson, and Conor McGregor. Yeah. That's his top five. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good top five, Michael. All right. That's it. Yeah, that's our uh, our home run derby sh section. Sh shout out to to Uncle Dana for making all this possible and Mick Maynard, the UFC matchmaker, brother. Ooh. We need him to make this fight Mickey, happen. I, I think he, I think he listened to our podcast sometimes, bro. Just let you're you are the the matchmaker demigod. Yeah, bro. make it happen. We 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 believe in you. Make, make it the UFC great again. Yeah, it's already great. <laughs> During UFC quarantine, is so great. During man. quarantine, bro. No, the UFC is amazing. It's, it's I cannot it's my wait. Dude, they sport. are about to knock out so many events, just like week after week after week after week. After this uh, quarantine's over, bro, UFC may be the golden standard of sport. Yeah, bro. With if, the way they're doing things. If, if baseball don't get going, man, we might have to take an RB <laughs> and park it on the apex. Text Mickey, get, get us a parking lot at the apex, bro. We're going to watch every to, fight. I may have to drag Logan Paul out of bed. All right, baby. Hey, we got inning two coming up next. All right, here we are in the second inning of the Walkout Podcast with our friend and uh, Call of Duty partner, uh, Mr. TJ Dillashaw. It's very nice of you. Kill it, Shaw. Straight out of uh, straight out of training your ass off to come join us on the show. So thanks, man. How are you and uh, the family holding up during these times? Oh, we're doing good, man. Life isn't too much different for us you know i mean obviously it sucks when you can't go to the gym and beat up your friends and have them beat you up to kind of release some stress you know but uh for the most part life's kind of the same it's actually kind of enjoyable we get to enjoy some more family time um do some projects around the house uh been uh messing up carlos on call of duty you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just i'm just carrying the plates all the time you you do the killing <laughs> i carry the plates <laughs> <laughs> I call him the, the, the plate master, bro. He's got to play all those plates, you know? Absolutely. Um, no, dude, I, I haven't played video games in like a decade. And I, like during this quarantine, man, I've had more downtime, you know? So I've uh, been doing a lot of strength conditioning. Um, I got about, shoot, it's almost about six months now until I can come back. So I've been uh, getting back and getting serious after my strength, strength and conditioning. I've been doing some jujitsu twice a week. Um, my coach, my striking coach lives in Colorado. So that's probably the last thing that I've been, um, not getting involved in yet, but it's kind of, kind of good. It's kind of a good break to, uh, switch some things up. Um, yeah. we'll come back, come back and have some new wrinkles in the game and, uh, who knows, maybe throw up some triangles and choke a motherfucker out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm bummed flu choke out there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what, 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 what you've been working on? Obviously you, you're champion and you defended your belt. Um, Multiple what are you times. working on? Yeah, multiple times, three times, you know, twice in a row, and then that, that one time. Um, what are you working on to get better? Because you're you're a fucking animal in that octagon. But what motivates you, and what parts of the game you feel like you can still get a lot better? Man, I think that's one of the sports you can't stop evolving. You can't let anyone kind of figure you out. You know, um, if you want to be on the top, you can't have a weakness. Um, it's very rare you see a guy to the world champ that has some sort of weakness that can be picked apart. Mm. Um, that's the first step. But then once you get those, those, those having no weaknesses and being a well-rounded fighter, 
then like I said, you have to add new wrinkles of the game. Like I've been working with Raymond Daniels on some spinning hook kicks and some more Taekwondo stuff. Um, when this quarantine's over, I want to get back up there and start working with Lomachenko and, and make my bo- boxing and staying in the pocket a little bit more Oof. crisp. You know, I'm good at the distance. I'm good with motion. I'm good with feints. Um, but MMA is becoming a, a sport now rather than coming in as a boxer or coming in as Absolutely. a wrestler and having that strength. Like kids are training this shit at a young age. Now they're training MMA as a sport and mm-hmm. it's a whole other sport. Like when I came in from wrestling, I was like, Oh, so I'll wrestle everyone. But MMA wrestling is completely different than collegiate style wrestling. It's like a whole sport on its own, you know? So it takes some time to figure out to put some punches behind your takedowns or use your takedowns to set up your strikes. And, uh, you know, I mean, really, ultimately, my, my goal is to always keep my opponent guessing. And if I can keep you guessing, you're one step behind, and I'm going to knock your ass out. That's Absolutely, right. man. That's I right. love, like, being able to talk to, you know, obviously guys at the top of, the you know, the UFC and MMA and uh, combat sports like you. Because even as a fan that has paid attention to the sport for a long time and has really loved the sport, you don't get that kind of, um, you know, knowledge just from watching. You know, coming from collegiate wrestling, like you said, you would think you can just walk in there and just be the baddest wrestler, but you realize, as Carlos likes to say, there's levels to this shit, and um, <laughs> it's very, it's very cool to hear you kind of break it down, and and it, it's awesome for us to see. We're big fans of you, obviously. You know, we we play a lot of Call of Duty now to see you evolving during during this time that that you've been off. So when you do get that shot to come back, you know, I think it's in January now. Uh, mistake me if I'm if I'm not right, but that's right. Leave yeah. us in January. We're so excited, man. Where are you? What do you kind of envision when you come back? Obviously, the the division is up in the air right now. What 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 what's your what's your uh, you know your mindset coming in in January? Man, I mean, if it was my decision, I'd be straight to the fucking top. I don't want tune up fights. I want my belt back. I mean, I'll be February. I'm turning thirty five years old. You know, I ain't no spring chicken no more. You know, so uh, I want to get after it. You know, I'm the best in the world. I'm in my prime. I'm ready to get get back my belt. What I felt like um, I should have never lost to Cruz in the first place, and I obviously made the mistake and and got it stripped from me the second time. But uh, coming back and being a three time champion right away is what I want. Um, but look, man, I'm willing to to do whatever. Um, I'm, I'm looking to be active. I want to pull the Cowboy Cerrone and fight every month if I if I have to. Hey, um, I, I'm just I'm I mean. This two-year layoff has actually been, I would never choose to do it, but it's been a huge blessing, Absolutely. man. Um, I've had double shoulder surgery now, which I've been needing to get done for like the last four years. I get to come back and finally have, I mean, all my all my Cody fights and my pseudo fight, I've had blown out shoulders. It'd be nice to actually go through a training camp without dislocating my shoulder multiple times. Um, and as well as the, how much time I've been able to focus on just, like, dude, I'm walking around 168 pounds now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I am, bro. I, Man's I've part never... of the Fit Club. <laughs> but you can beat me now. <laughs> <laughs> that <Fit> Club. <laughs> uh, I was, I was going to ask you, um, you know, Sehudo retired. There's a uh, vacant title in the Bantamweight division. We've been talking, me and Lance, it's time for the king oh, to, oh, to get that throne oh, back, fuck. bro. <laughs> yeah, coronavirus, bro. <laughs> it's time for the king to to get to get his throne back, bro. And 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 when when you get back um, in January, I feel like that's that's what what the UFC should do with you, man. Just go straight for for the top, man. Maybe one. Yeah. Fight against the top contender and and then just straight for the title, man. Because obviously that's what you know I want. Who you are. I mean, that's what I want, dude. But obviously, I'll do, I'll do what I need to, right? Like I yeah. understand that I probably lost some uh, some respect from some of the fans for what what went down, but um, I really don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I yeah. want to get back to the top and, and get what's what's mine. I've worked my fucking ass off, and uh, 
Yeah, man. I mean, I think this whole Cejudo thing retiring is a bunch of bullshit. Um, I think that he knows for, there's two ways to look about it. He did the same thing in wrestling too. He had a really good tournament, won Olympic gold medal. I'm not taking anything away from him. That is amazing. I'm not taking away any of his belts from him in the UFC. That shoot is amazing. He's had a great career, but he knows he's not the fucking best. So if he does walk away, it's because of that. He knows that he's not the best. I mean, I mean, come on, dude. I won 35s. He fought Marias, who's got the, the cardio of a French bulldog. The guy can't last more than a round. And then he fought, he, he fought Dominic Cruz. The guy's been out for three years. He got his ass kicked by Garbrandt, and he, he looks soft coming out. You know what I mean? So you defend your belt against. Also, won the belt against even the champion. I was the fucking champion. So really, like, you shouldn't even be the one thirty five pound champ. You know what I mean? So he can walk away. Doesn't want but I call bullshit on it. Um, I'm hoping it's a way for uh, him to try getting paid more. So when I get back in there, I get my belt back. I'll call his little bitch ass back out because that's the fight I want, dude. I mean, Absolutely. I want I want him. I want Cruz. Those are two fights that I don't agree with that I should have lost, and uh, I'd like to wipe those off my plate. You know? Yeah. I mean, you you touched on something. I mean, yeah. You know, we you made a mistake, brother, and and obviously we've all made mistakes. You know, we're not shy of of those, and I think the way you've handled it. I think the way you've kind of just, you know, manned up and, and, and have, you know, not hidden from it. I think that you've gained a lot of respect, um, from people around the game as well. So, you know, everyone, you know, you know, trips up from time to time, brother, but, but, but how you've handled it and and what you're doing now, um, you know, know I think or two about that. Yeah. That's right. You know, that you, 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 you gain that, you know, you gain that respect back and you're going to earn that respect back when you get in that ring, bro. And I agree, man. I think you and, um, I think you and, and Cejudo need to run it, bro, because regardless of what happened baby. when you fought at the 125, that's not, that's not, you were doing that like to try to chase history. I mean, that's not yeah. really yeah. Uh, the division you're most fit for. Uh, obviously, you're walking around 168 <laughs> right now, you just said. So yeah. um, I wish we could uh, see that fight, bro. Kanofsky, I'm hoping he it. sees that. I hope we see <laughs> that fight. Maybe, maybe they offer him a bunch of money when you come back and start tearing shit up and yeah. uh, you, you, can have your, you can have your chance at your correct weight. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, I mean, the whole reason why I got in trouble is because I tried chasing something that uh, my body didn't want me to do. I became a hundred percent and like I came anemic, you know, my red blood cell count, my hematic was down in the thirties. Um, I was waking up in the morning and not wanting to train. Didn't feel, feel like myself. You know what I mean? I'm going in and try to make history and I feel like a complete turd waking up. You know what I mean? So, um, I was willing to do something I thought would be okay. And it turned around to bite me in the ass. And, you know, I, I I've owned up to it. Yes. Um, you know, I've done whatever I've, I mean, I didn't run from it. I took the two oh. years. I knew I needed to get shoulder surgery. I fucking manned up to my mistake and, uh, I'll come back and be better from it now, you know? And like I said, this really has been a blessing, man. I've had some business opportunities come my way that now when I'm done fighting, my, my, my family's okay. You know what I mean? Like I don't have Absolutely, to fight man. for the rest of my life to pay my bills. Um, I'm going to hustle inside the cage and outside, no matter what it is. And so I took that, uh, that time to, to build some business and, uh, I'll probably end up making more money outside the octagon now than inside. And that, that's a, uh, that's a lot. That's a big stress reliever because it sucks, 100%, going into, bro. It, it sucks going into a fight knowing that you need that, that check, that cash, you know, yeah, as Carlos absolutely. would say, cash, bro. Cash, yeah. Yeah. cash, <laughs> cash, bro. <laughs> you know, Laura, bro, we appreciate your honesty. We, we gotta ask you, um, cause in this, uh, episode, we're talking about the goats, um, of all times, so obviously, um, who's, who's in your top five all time? That's Best been fires. a big topic on, you know, social media this week. I don't know if you've seen, uh, you know, all, all of the back and forth, but we talked about it for about 45 minutes and we, we, we wanted to ask you who I want to hear who, the killer shot stuff. Who, who, who you got before we even get into my picks, what the fuck is going on? Like who calls themselves the goat? 
Like, okay, in baseball, who's the greatest? LeBron. All, I, mean, who's, I mean, who's the greatest player of all time? Do they call themselves the goat? Like, does I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong. It was Michael Jordan calling himself the goat at the time. You know, like if you're yeah. actively fighting right now, you're not in there. The fans call you the goat. The analysts mm-hmm. call you the goat. You don't fucking call yourself the goat. That's that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Are you, like, you talking about Connor here? Yeah, exactly, bro. Like, what? <laughs> and that guy's never even backed up anything he's ever done. Um, the guy's got big holes in his game. Look, that guy's done amazing things with his career as well, too. To yeah. see what he's done in three years, the money he's made. Um, he's an entertainer. You know, he I said he's number one entertainer in history of the USC, but he's not top five fighter. That's what I uh, said. No, no way. No way. We both agreed on that. Yeah, no way in hell. I mean, my top fives, man. I mean, growing up watching George St. Pierre, the way he's handled stuff, the way he's done his career, um, he's got to be up there. John Jones, even though he's still active, I mean, look at him. He's never lost. His only loss no, is from sure. a bullshit DQ. Um, he's up there. Um, Silva? What's that? Anderson Silva? Oh, yes. Thank you very much. Yeah, Anderson Silva. Yeah, I was looking at these lists on, on social media. Anderson Silva definitely belongs in there. I mean, that guy was untouchable, bro, when he was in his when he was in the right mindset. You know, when yeah. he was going out there and having fun, and like seeing what he did was like Forrest Griffins and things like that just – didn't even get touched, bro. Like, yeah. I'd say those are, you, top, those are my top those are my top three right there. What about um DC? Is DC, DC your top what about five? DJ? What's that? DJ? Yeah, DJ DJ? For, DJ for sh- I mean, yeah, but you gotta look at his pool. You know what I mean? It, it's tough. It's tough to put it's tough to but I mean he's great, dude. Yeah. He really is. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's very technical, he's very good. Who'd be up there? but it's a little bit iffy because the, the one he made was against yeah. this competition, you know? Um, but I, I love DJ. DJ's is, um, I'm a little biased because I like the guy as well too, but he is great, man. Like his cardio is on point. His wrestling is on point. He has holes in his grappling. He doesn't, he's not like the best jujitsu guy. You know, you watch Ian McCall, just Ian McCall won that fight for that first belt fight, mm-hmm, but yeah. uh, it ended up being a draw. Mm-hmm. You watch him get pulled up on the ground. I think Joseph Benavides beat him in one of those split decisions as well too. So no, that one's he's still up there, but yeah, it's a little iffy for me. I think the top three for me are no doubt, which would be GSP, uh, John Jones, and Anderson Silva. Um, yeah. will you, will that, you put DC in, in that top five, Cormier, with the two before you? I, I, I argued against Carlos because I, I, I said you can't be in the top five when you don't beat the 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 number one best guy in your current division that yeah. you're. You, know, you held the belt, which happens to be the goat. It's John Jones, opinion. but still, yeah. you don't you don't beat the best guy in your own division. And then you go to the heavyweight. Um, obviously, you win the belt, but then you're but now then you lost to Stipe. You're yeah. split with Stipe, mm-hmm. and then obviously yeah. we talk about competition. As much as I love Derek Lewis, I don't think he's on the same playing field as as DC. So that was my issues with DC and his top five. Mm-hmm. Is Connor well, you, your, is Connor in your top ten? Who Connor McGregor is he on your top ten? I mean, he's kind of got to be with his accolades, right? I mean, just, I mean, you can look at the goat two different ways, like what you've done in the, in the belts you have and the accomplishments you have or, or who you are technically, right? Um, technically probably not, but what he's done. Yes. I mean, mm. what he's done, he's in my top five. You know what I mean? Like watching him, knock out, watching him knock out Aldo in 13 seconds. I thought that was unreal. The way he fought, um, um, Alvarez, Alvarez was one of the greatest performances. Uh, that guy was on top of the world. I mean, no matter who yeah. he was going to fight that night, he looked untouchable. You know what I mean? So right. it's a tough argument, man. I mean, he, he's, I mean, he, he, to be honest too, I felt like he did pretty good against Mayweather too. I know, I know that was Mayweather's yeah. game plan to, to chill for six rounds. It was definitely part of his game plan, but I was still impressed, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah, a hard argument. It's a hard argument, but technically, no, he's not, he's not in top 10 technically, 
But it's, he, that, as a striker, he's a t- he's a top five guy as a striker. But as an MMA fighter as a whole, yeah. then like you say, he has a lot of holes. But mentally, that guy puts himself up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way he believes in and that cash, way. cash. <laughs> With that cash, we can buy a lot of loadouts in Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they keep raising them during these freaking updates. Self revive, gas mask. <laughs> yeah, he can he, he he can buy himself up to the top five for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Oh uh, man, I mean, so the only thing I'm confident in is my top three. Other than that, it gets a little wishy washy on who's who. I mean, there's a lot of greats. Um, and me being involved in the sport now too, it's very hard for me to look where I'm at and, yeah. and give all, give all these guys this love when it's like, I'm putting the fucking time in the gym. I feel like I'm more technical yeah. than, than them, I but that. I never, but you're never going to see me come on social media and call myself the fucking goat because that is complete bullshit. You don't call yourself. Yeah. A goat. I mean, you're the, you're tied with Dominic Cruz for more title defenses in the, in the bantam. Yeah, but yeah. he should have never won and the fucking belt for me in the first place. So I should have, yeah, I should have. I should have yeah, six title defenses. So, yeah. so if I, you guys don't know what TJ's talking about, you guys should go watch the fight when he fought uh, Dominic Cruz. It was split decision. It was a very iffy split decision. Um, so that's Tony what he's Weeks. referring to. Tony Weeks is a complete fucking idiot. He was a judge on there. He only gave me one round, and it was the second round. When actually, I'm, I, me looking at it, that's the only round I lost. Yeah. I feel like he. I feel like he got me and Dominic Cruz confused. I for sure won one, four, and five, hundred percent. And then three was back and forth. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like he like got us mixed up or something. It just did not make sense to me how two of the judges could go um, only one round apart. And then one guy goes giving Gomez Cruz four. It's just complete bullshit. But anyways, that should have been my third title defense. And then I fought number one contender, a Sensau. And then I fought number one contender Lineker, which those should have been the title fights. When Dominic Cruz is fighting Uriah Faber, who's ranked 15th. Yeah. I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting number one contenders. Yeah. He's fighting 15th ranked guys. How the fuck and, does that make sense? And I believe a Sinsau, you he you had fought him before in a split decision loss. Yeah. And so you got it back. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but, from, the, <laughs> from, the, from the scorecard. But you know, when yeah. you're a champ and you're taking on a fight of a guy that you've already gone toe-to-toe with, that yeah. you know it's it could go either way. That's a that's a big risk as a champ. You could you you call the shots, you could say, Oh no, I'm gonna shy away from that, but you didn't. You fucking took that fight and you know and, and you beat him in, in a unanimous. The good thing you're still fighting and you you're on your prime right now, you're getting better. So when you come back, you reclaim that belt. You'll greatest be the greatest band of all time. All time. You get on that. We'll we'll, 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 we'll yeah. say it for you. You ain't gotta say nothing. Yeah. There you go. They've all got yeah. podcasts <laughs> to say it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like I, I think this is pretty fucking cool because uh that other sports like you guys involved in MLB to, like to be watching the UFC. I mean, to me, that's uh, watching the UFC grow over the years and now seeing who's coming to the fights and what other sports are, you know, watching guys that are in the, in the MLB, the NFL, NBA, coming to our fights and watching it. it. It's a, it's an honor for me to, for you guys to even be my fan. So this is a, uh, this is cool, man. It's really cool. You guys have the podcast and I've been really impressed with the knowledge that, then we've been playing. I'm pretty much been getting interviewed by Carlos. <laughs> Carlos is prepping you the whole time on the, on the, for the interview. <laughs> I'm picking everybody's brain when we're playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Every game, dude, it's like a, it's like an interview, and uh, I've been very impressed with your knowledge on the sport, man. It's it's really cool, and it's it's it's, it's awesome. So, Thanks, yeah. bro. We got I got yeah. one more question for you because we yeah, talking about this uh, this next fight, um, Woodley versus Gilbert Burns. Who you got on that fight? I'm going with Woodley, man. When Woodley's uh, motivated and sticks to actually training MMA and not being a rapper and all this other stuff, he's almost unbeatable. Like he's, he's a Bad freak man, athlete. Bro. He's a freak athlete, dude. He is like watching that guy, um, what he can do 
physically he's a freak athlete. And I think, I think he runs through Gilbert Burns because I think he's motivated. I think he's going to come back. I mean, he lost his belt. He hasn't fought in a while. Um, I think he's going to be motivated. He's going to come back. He's going to run through Gilbert Burns, you know? Do you, do you play his music to get motivated in the gym? Falling no. In and out of love. No. <laughs> my man, my man, Carlos is asking for an ass whooping, bro. He's asking. <laughs> I want to hear uh, you keep singing though. Keep singing the song. I was that's like, it. That's all we got. That's, that's all, all I got. Bro. That's all I learned from it. Michael Bisping with the DJ skills. That was my favorite video. Oh my god. All right. Thank you for thank your you. time, brother. You the you the fucking man. TJ, we'll see you on we'll see you on tonight, brother. As real as it gets, TJ Dillon we, we better get some wins, dude. We yeah, will. we got a couple under the belt, we but we I gotta stop straying off like a lone dog sometimes. <laughs> Dude, trying to Lance, find the whole Lance is Rambo. <laughs> I move too quick. I just get too I, I don't have patience, bro. It's the same shit. Same shit, different day. I hear some gunshots. I'm I look at the map and I see my one little arrow and you three are over here. I'm like, oh shit, let me go back. <laughs> he thinks it's young wig that the bullet's not gonna do anything to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I All right, brother. All right, bro. Hey, we'll see you on tonight, man. You're the best. We appreciate right. it, yeah, man. Appreciate Thanks, it, guys. Thank you. See you, bro. Thanks. All right, here we go. Any number three of the Walkout Podcast with our friend Mike Bond of MMA Junkie. Mike, man, very nice of you to join us. Uh, how are you and your family uh, during these times, man? We're good, man. I mean, I'm mostly out here in Ontario, which I think in terms of Canada is like one of still the more hot spots in terms yeah. of, you know, COVID-19 and all that spreading around. But the rest of my family is out in British Columbia and Vancouver, and they are like, you know, three weeks to a month ahead of where we are now. I think they had like wow. one new case in the entire province uh, yesterday. So like they're doing incredibly well. Things are starting to open up a lot out of there. The restaurants are allowing like, you know, 30 to 50% capacity. So yeah. as far as I know, everyone in my family is good shape, but I'm still trying to hunker down out here and make sure that, you know, I stay safe on my part. Absolutely. That's good. That's good. So um, I got to ask you, man, there's been a lot going on in the MMA world that we can talk about. Um, but I got to ask you, there's a, a great event coming up this Saturday, um, Tyron Woodley versus Gilbert Burns. Um, how do you see that, pot, that that fight playing out? We're excited that Woodley's coming back and he looks like he's focused once again. So how do you see that fight playing out? It's really interesting, man, because Gilbert Burns has looked so good lately. He has been unreal since going up to welterweight. I've been a big Gilbert Burns believer, actually, since kind of like day one, since he came into the UFC. He's had some really nice performances, but then there was kind of the inconsistency. I think he was putting himself through way too much cutting down to lightweight and you could yeah. kind of see it. He would start so strong, but then he would fade and that's how mm -hmm. he kind of suffered some key losses. But right now he seems to be really in his zone. He's this guy who's willing to fight anyone, anywhere, any weight class. Like anytime anyone falls out of a fight in the past half year, Gilbert Burns is like the first person on Twitter being like, bring me out. So I think he's got a good energy right now behind him. And Tyron Woodley, it's really tough, man. This guy, you know, has did not look good against Kamaru Usman, I really thought. It was not the time oh, we've been used to seeing. And it's been a long time. It's been, what, about 16 months almost since we last saw him. a long there. time, man. Something like that. So I don't really know. And he's been putting himself through a long training camp. Like, he was supposed to be fighting uh, Leon Edwards, Edwards back in yeah. March. So mm -hmm. he's been going pretty much consistently. He thought maybe he would get... Uh, Colby Covington in April when they were trying to shift things around on that April 18th card after they lost to Beeb and Tony. So like he has been kind of thinking of a fight in his mind and be training. And I wonder if that's going to be to his detriment, just maybe going at it. This isn't a young guy. I, mean, I think Tyron Woodley's like 36, 37 years old now. 30, which is 30, 30, I think he's 38. 38. Yeah. So he's 38. been, that's you a lot. You never know it. Looking at that guy. 
And I'm sure you guys can appreciate it, like his professional athletes, but that guy looks like he was you know, chiseled out of stone. He's always, no, he was, yeah, he was. Shape, for sure. But still, to put yourself through that, I wonder how it's going to affect him. You know, he was already struggling to get motivated to fight Leon Edwards. He didn't want that fight, he wanted a bigger fight. And he just kind of got it because of how the welterweight division shook out. And now he's basically just came to the conclusion, I need to fight. It's been so long. He brought up this thing in some interviews during the time off that he wasn't very wise with his championship money in terms of like what he was spending and what he was bringing in. So uh, that was kind of a surprising revelation as well. And you know, he's got the rap career and this TMZ appearance. So there's just so much going on with Tyron Woodley. I really don't know what to expect. And he's the one here with everyone to everything to lose. Gilbert Burns has it all to win. And wow. in terms of styles, though, I do think Woodley does have the slight advantage there. I think he's got the superior striking, superior power. And then the wrestling, obviously, I think maybe to neutralize Gilbert Burns' um, you know, BJJ game. But I don't know, man. I think Gilbert could rise to the occasion here for sure. But I did pick wow. Woodley. Now that you, that you talk about the welterweight division, the, the, the picture is kind of like blurry right now in the welterweight division. You got Masvidal calling out Diaz. Uh, it's not yeah. even in the top five. Uh, maybe getting that, you know, money fight is probably an easier fight than fighting Kamaru Usman. Usman's um, camps calling, say they want McGregor. Usman wants McGregor. He's I mean, ranked 14. How do you see the welterweight picture um, playing out? It just really depends on what negotiations they can get done. I think, honestly, everyone involved, the UFC, Usman's team, Masvidal's team, they want this Usman versus Masvidal fight, but it seems like right now, um, no one's really, they're keeping somewhat tight-lipped, except for the fact that negotiations have not been going well for that fight. And I think that's why you've mm -hmm. seen uh, the likes of Masvidal come out and call out Nate Diaz for a rematch. And now you're seeing uh, Usman's team mention McGregor could potentially be in the fight. So I think this is all just public jockeying a little bit yeah. for position and stuff. I think ultimately the fight everyone wants is that Usman versus Masvidal, but need it. it's possible they don't get it done. And then maybe we see things start to splinter and other matchups get made. But I think that's the one that we all need to see for just the sake of the clarity of the welterweight division. Like we have had enough in these other weight classes of people coming in, maybe, you know, not completely deserving of title shots this, that, and the other thing. Like, I just want to see some sort of natural order sometimes. And there's no doubt in my mind, Jorge Masvidal is the number one contender at welterweight. He earned it beyond a shadow of a doubt with that year last year in 2019. Uh, so I think we need to see that fight against Usman. And I really hope it happens. And then I think the, the pieces kind of fall after that. Maybe if Woodley wins here, he fights Covington. Uh, I think that would be the matchup that makes sense. Leon Edwards is right there too. Uh, who knows? There, there's some good fights to be made, but I think it all really starts with just booking that next title fight. Yeah, I mean the the like Carl was saying, the overall picture is a, is, a, is a teeny bit blurry at the moment, but it's not like they're short on talent in that division. Like they're short on options. I mean, you could run it back, Colby versus Usman again. Connor could jump in and even fight Masvidal or fight Diaz again. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to me that I know Woodley maybe need to get back in the ring. Now I've heard you mention the 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 championship money thing. I, I didn't hadn't heard that, so that's interesting piece of info. But typically, when you see a champion, especially a champion as good. Um, as Woodley was, you, you see him get the top contender or maybe even a rematch. So I'm interested at why he took the Gilburns fight. This dude's a, he's a young beast, but I, I do think he wins, but man, it's going to be interesting. Now we got a little bit of, we got a little bit of background. Yeah. And, and the Masvidal Usman negotiations was because, uh, Masvidal wants more money than Usman, right? And Usman is a champion. So. Yeah, I mean, I think they all want more money, honestly. But right now, it's just such a weird time with all this stuff going on. I think you know the UFC is not really willing to 
give up too much more than they already have, especially now that they're not going to be getting gates for some of these fight cards that could be potentially bringing in a couple extra million dollars. And some of these times, you know, that covers almost the entire fight cards worth of pay. Like when they were talking about uh, the 5.9 million they had to give up for the Barclays Center in Brooklyn for 249, that would have covered a large majority of the card for them in terms of paying out the fighters. And now right. they don't have to, they have uh, that money available. So I just, I don't, I just don't buy that. I just don't buy the gate like story. I mean, the the card these cards you put if, they, if these cards come together right. I mean, you're talking about um, possibly breaking records on the, on the pay per view buys. I mean, I don't. It didn't seem like there was really that big of an issue with people buying a sixty five dollar pay per view. You book Conor McGregor for a pay per view versus someone big, charge a hundred bucks for it. Like you're still gonna get a couple million buys. Um, I feel like uh, the whole gate thing is 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 gonna deprive us of some of the fights that we really want to see. Yeah. And I mean, that's definitely like part of the line of the you know UFC's stance. But I think in our mind as fans and you know, the people who want to see these fights, it's kind of like, come on, um, it feels a little bit greedy in some ways. Like you guys aren't willing to you know cough up what it takes to make these fights happen. And you're kind of using these specific circumstances to not have to you know go forward with these certain fights that we want to see. And I understand from the UFC side, like with this ESPN deal, they're getting largely the same amount from ESPN for each pay-per-view, whether it does 700,000 buys right. or 250,000 buys. So why are they going to take the risk of paying, you know, John Jones, for example, with this whole Ngani thing, why are they going to give him an extra X millions of dollars when they don't know for a fact it's going to do 3 million pay-per-view buys? The risk is all on them. And they can just have John Jones fight Jan Bohovic, pay John Jones the same money, and it doesn't really make a huge difference on their end. So it's a but lot it, of like crappy kind of behind-the-scenes financial things that really suck. But I guess that's just part of this weird fight game that we have. There's so many dynamics to it. Yeah. Carl, Carl said I talked about this a little bit. I mean... This is such a unique time for the UFC, you know, because although the UFC has been climbing in stature and has really become more mainstream in the last, you know, five to eight years, large part, you know, uh, because of Conor McGregor and, and other great fighters that we have in the game. But man, this is all eyes on you right now. You have a chance to like cement yourself as like one of the like top dogs in American sports. And even if you do have to maybe push the push the bank account a little bit dur during these times, you have to feel like it's going to pay off for you in the long run. But that's just my opinion, we, we, man. We can understand that because obviously we as baseball players, we're going through negotiations uh, with the Players Association and MLB, you know, discussing everything so we can get back on the field. Um, and, you know, you see the same with the fighters. They want to get paid what they're worth. And, and, and you know, if John Jones is going to take a risk against Engano, he wants a little bit more money, especially during this pandemic where it's a lot harder to train, a lot harder to open gyms and all that. But um, saying that, do you think that we'll see Conor McGregor fight for a pay-per-view event with no fans like compromising that gate or, would, think, or do you think they will wait so. i think we'll get it i mean i like very early on in this pandemic i kind of predicted when you know the all the sports started basically pulling back and needing to reassess i felt that we weren't going to get uh sporting events with fans for the rest of 2020 i thought it was maybe going to be 2021 where it would start to fall and so i just and I think Dana White's kind of fallen in line with that. I mean, I think there might be opportunities for fans to start coming back on some level, but when are you going to get that full trust 
that you can have like 16,000 people in an arena or something like that to really maximize it. Like, could they do a Conor McGregor fight at the UFC apex and sell 40 tickets to some high rollers at 50 grand a piece, something like that. Like, who knows? You know? <laughs> it could be little things you could do like that to try to make something back. But in terms of like a full arena, I think it's going to be a long way, like going to Madison Square Garden and having 18,000 people there and getting an $18 million gate like they did the first time with Conor McGregor. I just can't imagine that happening anytime soon. So you're going to have to make the sacrifice somewhere. And I think eventually they'll come to that and they'll figure something out. Because I don't think Conor McGregor wants to wait around too much longer. I mean, this is the guy who was saying at the beginning of the year, I'm going to have my season in 2020. Yeah. It's going to be these three fights. I think it was really good for him to have that consistency and like be in a training camp. And, you know, I don't really know what he's doing to occupy his time right now, but I think Twitter. like all of us, there's some level of, you know, you're driving yourself a little crazy. And I think he needs that. But 12 and some Twitter. Everything. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I don't know. I think at the end of the day, we will see a Conor McGregor fight this year. And I hope we do because it's you know great for all of us as people who follow the sport. If we had some talk about Usman versus McGregor. How do you see that fight playing out, man? That's a really tough one for Conor. <laughs> I mean, dude, Usman is freakishly good. I think he hasn't got enough of his credit. Like, he is unreal. This guy has barely lost a round in there during his career. He's just all dominance pretty much every single fight. And I think the Colby Covington fight like really, really opened my eyes. And I think a lot of other people see like I knew Colby Covington for all his, you know, antics and all that kind of stuff is a really, really good fighter. He's a bad man. Like, yeah. I've seen some of his fights are really good, like in person and stuff like that. I've been to American top team and I've seen this guy train and it's just like really impressive. And I picked Colby Covington to win that fight. So when Uzman went in and, you know, finished it like he did, it was just even more impressive. And you know, 12, I think he's 10 and 0 in the UFC, 11 and 0 in the UFC, something like that. That's incredibly Dominating rare. people. Yeah. So he's just, I think he just has pretty much the worst style matchup possible for Conor McGregor. I mean, he's like a version of Habib, I think bigger. with better striking and bigger and probably stronger and obviously a little bit of a different wrestling style. I think he is less of a submission guy than Habib is. He would rather kind of beat you up with ground and pound than choke you out. But you know, that's still, if you're on the ground in the bottom, you're eating it either way. So that would be a really, really tough fight. Of course, Conor McGregor, I think at any weight, welterweight, lightweight, featherweight, he can come out there and he can spark anyone with one shot. But I just think the chances of that happening against Usman are, are really low. And that would be probably the toughest fight Conor style-wise would have faced in the UFC so far. Yeah, we agree. I mean, we both, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Conor fan. Carlos used to be, now he's all team Khabib driving the bandwagon. Um, you know, you know, Mike, you know, a real fan. Oh, when you see stop, one. stop. You know a real fan. Wait, let me ask you a question. One. I mean, when you see Khabib no, listen, versus Trujillo, so takedown of all time. He just 21. watched that fight the other day after My Khabib guy, posted it. It was you the first time he ever watched it. You know what's in here. Don't let him fool you. No, no, listen. So I think, uh, going back to your point about Usman, when he beat Woodley, he was so impressive. And Carlos and I watched that fight together as we do most fights. And we were like, instead of us saying, we cannot believe how good Usman looks, we kept saying, we cannot believe how bad Woodley looks. And I feel right. like that was the takeaway from everybody. Instead of giving as much props to Usman and, and, and the amazing performance he had, it was all like, oh, Woodley wasn't ready. Woodley didn't take the fight seriously. Woodley was doing too much rapping or too much TMZ. It was the same thing with Gaethje versus Tony. On our podcast, Carlos picked him. He had a very good breakdown. I came on the second episode. I said, we need to give Justin his his time to shine. Let's not make this about Tony's weight cut or too yeah. much camp. But you're right. That Woodley, uh, that Colby fight 
when he stood toe to toe with Colby, man, and he finished him like you did, you're right. It, um, it opened all of our eyes and he's a bad, bad dude. And speaking about bad dudes, we've been going back and forth and everybody on Twitter as well. Can you give us your top five all time UFC fighters for the, for the fans out there of, of, of the MMA junkie and walkout, walkout podcast community? Ooh, man. Okay. Well, I think GSP is number one. And I'm not saying that just because I'm the Canadian Homer here up in Toronto and he had his, you know, breakthrough fight right across the street there at, uh, the Rogers stadium where, you know, we had the record attendance at the time, but I think GSP number one, uh, I'd probably put John Jones, number two, Anderson Silva, uh, number three. Um, who am I missing here? The guys that the guys that Johnson, we've been, the guys DC, we've been, yeah, the guys we've been Johnson, around. like I think Demetrius Johnson would be my five, and there's Cejudo. one. Pardon? Uh, Cejudo, DC. I think DC would be my number four. Honestly, I, I don't think he gets nearly enough of his credit. And then uh, I think you could make an argument for Connor or DJ or Cejudo at five. I think. I mean, I think DJ is really hurt just by the quality of his competition and the fact that his weight class was not really, um, you know, developed in that sense. I think mm -hmm. what you see from all these great champions, the people I just mentioned, John Jones, Anderson Silva, GSP, et cetera, they get wins over people that were former champions, guys who yeah. used to run the division. And it's the only flyweight champion ever. Demetrius Johnson never had that opportunity to beat people that were already entrenched. The reason GSP is number one on my list is because he beat, three different generations of welterweights he beat the guys who came up before him the likes of matt hughes the guys who came up with him you know the josh koscheck's etc like that and then the guys who came up after him as well the you know johnny hendricks stuff like that whatever you think about those decisions so i think that's what really defines the number one guys anderson did that as well john jones has done that mm. as well as anyone you know he's beating the guys who came after him twice over almost right. at this point which is even more incredible it's almost then, getting boring at this point yeah, so I think that's really what ranks the highest for me. Like, so you have Connor ahead of Habib? I would say right now, maybe just because of the overall accomplishments. I mean, the style he's right. won his fights, the two divisions, I mean, wins in three weight classes, stuff like that. But I think Habib is not far away, and it's uh, tough. We actually did our at the end of December, like for MMA junkie, we did a top 10 fighters of the decade. And that was like a really interesting thing. Our boss basically just had everyone pick their top 10. He gave us no criteria or anything like that. It wasn't, you know, because they're the biggest star because they had the best wins, et cetera, et cetera. And we had every person's list come in and really had to go through that one to 10. And it was, it created a lot of, you know, rage within the fans. Cause I think Khabib <laughs> was like, you know, eight and Connor was six or something like that. And, and it created a lot of interesting discussion though, but these are the things about these lists. Everyone has such a different opinions. opinions. You know, yeah. no yeah. one's ever going to be able to guarantee or say definitively who's the best or what it means. I mean, I think it's a lot easier to argue divisional goats than all the, the fun thing is that both of them still got a lot of fights ahead of them and you know, they can cement that status, especially Connor, you know, I don't have him on my top five. I don't have him on my top 10. But I think that if he keeps winning and if he keeps showing us um, the kind of fighter that he is, like he said, he's focused again. 
Uh, I think he can climb on that top five. The reason I don't put it on my top 10 is just because uh, his best win was Jose Aldo. And you got a guy that fights at 170 right now, beating up dudes at 145. Um, beat um, Alvarez, never defended any of his belts. Every time, like a number one contender was ready to fight him, he ran away. Um, he went to Nate Diaz twice. The first one was obviously because Dos Anjos pulled out. Then he picked the rematch because he lost to Nate Diaz. So those losses, like losing to Nate Diaz and so, uh, the, the loss against Khabib and tapping out, um, you know, I don't see that on a top five level guy. I don't see John Jones losing to to a replacement opponent. I don't see GASP losing to a replacement opponent. That's not even a top 15 fighter in any division. Yeah, no, that's completely fair. I mean, I think you laid it out pretty well there. Um, I think, you know, there is something about the style of the wins to the carries the weight. I mean, is Jose uh, Yes, I have it because of the 10 know. years of history. I'm talking about resume um, here. Yep. Uh, but Connor, um, I think he's still young and he's still in his prime and he's still, you know, the money man. So I think with three or four more fights, if he, if he beats Gaethje, if he beats Khabib, he's definitely top five. I mean, no doubt. He's top three. I mean, that's, that's, that does, but I need him to see him. I need to see him beat top level opponents. Jose Aldo is his best win, the champion for 10 years. Jose Aldo has lost probably five of his last seven. Um, but I need him to see beat Khabib or the Gages or, you know, if he's one, at 170, I don't want to see him beat Cerrone and Diaz. I want to see him beat Edwards or Woodley or Covington. You know what I mean? Top contenders. I don't, like that, yeah, right? I, I don't yeah. care that he has three knockouts in three different divisions against who, you know what I mean? I want to see him knock out the top five of the division and I'll put him in my top five because he's electric. He's fun to watch. We all love to watch his fights. We all pay to watch his fights. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's completely, completely fair, man. I, that's why I honestly like about these debates, because honestly, everyone has their own way that they look at, you know, what the accomplishments mean and how they value each win and, you know, the legacy and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's, you know, an impossible thing to really say now, too, because as you said, Connor yeah. still has time left. How are you supposed to judge where a guy ranks, you know, in the middle of the all-time great debate when he still is... Right. In, in the, the level middle of, of his the career. career. That's why I think about the LeBron and, uh, you know, Michael Jordan debate. It's like, bro, this guy still is playing the game yeah. right now. How are you trying to argue that he's the best of all time when you still don't even know what he's done? True. Right. The, the good thing is that we everybody has the top three pretty much the same. GSP, Silva, and Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No particular Which is, I Rightfully so. And, I mean, I think those are pretty, pretty firm ones. And once you start hitting the four spot on, it's very much yeah. up for the individual judgment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, we don't have enough time in this segment for me to rebuttal against Carlos uh, not putting Connor in his top. He's not in my top five. He, he's in my top 10. I have him at actually have him at eight. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that uh, regardless of what Carlos likes to likes to try to throw against Connor, he's still a two time first ever uh, simultaneously two time division champ. I know he hasn't defended the belts, which is why he's not in my top five. If he had defended any of those belts. And one, even if he would have, you know, lost him or won them, whatever the case may have been, he would be in my top five. For me, he's still in top ten. Um, you know, you can't ignore. You can't try to say, oh, you don't, you don't uh, think about impact on on the sport or how he goes about his business when you're making these lists. So I got Connor in my top ten. Uh, I don't think he ran away from top contenders. He tried to fight um, for that for that one fifty five belt. He ran away from Gaysanos and he. And he <laughs> dropped out, so he fought Diaz. He had to fight Diaz again. He, then he fights Alvarez, the number one 
uh, 155 champion. He, he starks him, but probably the best performance we've ever seen. And he goes off defenses. to flight Floyd because he's trying to capitalize on his, um, cash. you know, on his celebrity, which you can't blame the guy. I personally think he should stick around the 155. I don't think, um, even though he's fought Cerrone at 170, I don't think he's made for 170. Usman, uh, Woodley, th those dudes, I think they're Masvidal. You're talking about 5'11", 6 foot, 6'1" animals bro and I, i've seen connor in person i know he's listed at five nine but i'm spec I'm, I'm 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 iffy on that uh on that height so i want to see him at 155 i want to see him fight khabib again and i want to see him fight justin and poirier again i want i want those fights for connor i think will cement his legacy yeah absolutely yeah i agree 155 i think is his best weight and um you know it's he made a tough call there i know you kind of said you feel he didn't take the gaichi fight coming back and i wanted to see that one too in january i understand Ooh, that i don't blame him at all <laughs> I mean, you're coming back from almost two years away, something like that. Like if he had lost that January fight to Cerrone or whoever he had, it would have been a very different position he's in right now for his career. So I thought for him, regardless of who he is fighting, he just needed to win a fight after being mm -hmm. away for so long. Get that confidence back. Events. And yeah, just get your name out there and you know, have people recognize again what it's like to see you win. And I think that's just done wonders because we're not sitting here, if he doesn't win that fight, talking about him fighting you know, Gaethje, Habib again, no. Usman, any of these things. They're all not really... I mean, maybe because he's Conor McGregor, he can insert himself there, but we're, we're talking about a Conor McGregor who hasn't won an MMA fight in nearly four years. That yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think he was... Uh, that was the best thing he could ever have done was not taking that that Justin fight. Not saying I still think we talked before the Ferguson uh Khabib guy uh, fight got um canceled. We were talking about Tony. I'm sorry, we we're talking about Justin versus Connor. That we were hoping we were seed in June or whatever the case may be. And we both said at the time we thought that Connor would 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 win that fight. Um, but now we're both sitting here like kind of wondering, I don't know about that. I would like to see him fight Poirier, maybe fight Diaz again. Uh, I think for his legacy, if you're talking about legacy, he needs to beat Diaz like in a doctor stoppage or I feel like the fight against like Diaz that. is a lose-lose situation for him because if he if he beats Diaz, then it's like, oh, you beat Diaz, so what? But if you lose to Diaz, everybody's going to be like, damn, you lost to this guy against not even in the top 15 anymore. But it tests the gas tank if you, if you fight Diaz. We'll gonna, see more than Cowboy we'll, for we'll, sure We'll see fight. more. It's a, it's a big fight. There's going to be a lot of eyes on it. Uh, he needs to stop him tough, and then he needs to go to Poirier and then wait for the Khabib or 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 I want to see Gaethje and him. That, I think that would be a war. Yeah, that that would be a great one too, and I think it's entirely possible right now. I mean, especially with all the stuff that's going on with Khabib and his father, yeah. and just how bad the coronavirus situation is in Dagestan and Russia and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I know he's saying, and the people around Habib are saying that he is going to be a man of his word. You know, he's past Ramadan now. He's able to train more full time. I think he's been training still throughout this process, but now he can kind of actually train and uh, have a diet and stuff working towards a fight. And I think he's going to stay true to his word to fight in September, but it would not surprise me at all if something changed, you know, maybe something gets worse with father or he wants to spend time with him if he gets better, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, maybe that pushes him back to October, November. And then we see Connor fight Gaethje in the meantime in the winter. I fight. wouldn't mind Connor versus Gaethje in, in be so much August or September and then Connor versus Khabib in maybe November or December as long as he doesn't get beat up too bad. Yeah, I mean, it's very, all these options are possible right now. It's just kind of really, I think it depends on Habib's timeline more so than anything. I think there's a million things you could do with Conor McGregor, but right now I think a lot of people want to see this Habib or this yeah Habib and Gaethje fight and it really just depends on what's going on with Habib life-wise. Absolutely. For sure. Oh, well, thank you for your time, Mike. We really appreciate it.
we are gonna you got one more question for mike no i just i'm admiring his uh his goat jersey in the back here <laughs> love that's to all. see it love to I'm see just, it i think that's iverson over there to the right maybe yeah, and then uh, we got Steve Nash up there too. So that's right. In, where's your uh, where, George St. Pierre gloves at? Uh, you got, you got a pair? There's some uh, GSP in, somewhere around. Right on his pillow. <laughs> we need to Good get some stuff, baseball man. jerseys up there next to it, though. So uh, we need to hook that. you up. We need Let's to hook do you it. Up. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, baby. Hey, Mike. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. We appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks, brother. All right. See you. Okay. Bye. All right, baby, we are in the fourth inning, and you know what time it is. Mm. It's time for the social stretch, it as we like to call it here on the Walkout Podcast. So I'm going to, uh, you know, we're going to we take a little dive stretch. into social media. There's been so much shit going on in social media with these fighters right now. Love we've it. obviously talked about the the GOAT talk. We've we've talked about our top five, in, in, top ten in the GOAT. We've heard from TJ Dillashaw. We've heard from Mike Bond of MMA Junkie. And, um, you know, Along with all that goat talk, we've had some possible fights emerging. Talk to me about Conor that. Conor McGregor uh. versus maybe Usman. Mm. Masvidal maybe wants to fight Diaz again. Get, get, get that cash, get that check. Our boy Brett Okamoto breaking the news that Ali, Oof. Usman's manager, said that if Masvidal wants to go ahead and fight Diaz and That's not right. fight for the real belt, um, Usman would love to give McGregor a chance to compete and make history for three uh, titles in the UFC that's never been done before. And Lance, let me tell you, that's going to be a tough, tough fight for Conor McGregor. It's got, it, you know, I almost feel like, so we've seen Ali. Uh, this is Khabib's manager we're talking about. This is Justin Gaethje's manager. Cejudo. Cejudo's manager. And he's also Usman's manager, among other people. We Every turn, bro, he is shitting on Conor McGregor. Yeah. Every turn, he's like, "You Smart don't, des- you don't deserve this shit. It's not for you. Smart you, man. You turn down this fight. F, you know, fuck you. You're not getting the Khabib fight. If you want the Khabib fight, go beat someone else." And all of a sudden, the the it's it's the winds have shifted. Yeah, all that because shit his about boys, McGregor is just to get his boys. Because paid. his boy Usman ain't really seen those. I mean, I'm sure he's getting. I'm sure he's gotten paid nicely for the Woodley and then the and then the Colby fight. But you know. Not as nice. Not as that McGregor. red panty knife. No, he hasn't. No, so maybe no Ali's chance. changing and says, "You know what? My boy Usman's gonna put a whooping on this cat." Mm-hmm. So let's get that fight to win-win for him. He gets the cash and he gets the legacy, and he thinks it's gonna be a win. You think that's that's the play here? Yeah, Ali talk a lot of shit on McGregor, but that's just to promote fights, man. He no, wants he, sure. he wants his fighters to get that money. How he many wa- phones do you think he has? Uh, at least eight, <laughs> <laughs> with different social medias of all his fighters, including Dan Ige, that just be Barbosa. Um, but um, Ali is just a great man you're doing what's right and what he's doing is promoting his fighters make sure For that sure. people know who they are yeah. Justin Gaethje obviously now is an interim champion we all know who he is Habib he wants a second fight against uh, Connor with Habib because that's gonna make him so much cash but Usman Looking for that cash against McGregor, I feel like it's easy cash. You yeah. know what I mean? That's Usman what he's thinking. A, Usman walks around at 200, bro, and he cuts to 170. He looks like a monster. He's six feet tall. Connor is not going to be able to grapple with him because that's Connor's hole, and we often know that his cardio is not as good. Usman went five minutes standing up with Colby Covington. He went, I mean, five rounds standing yeah. up with Colby Covington. He went five rounds on the mat with Tyron Woodley. So this guy got cardio for days. Bro, do you see after the Woodley fight? So even though Woodley, Woodley was on the ground, obviously on the bottom, but he was still like putting it on him. So he was, he was you know, exuding some energy. So after the fight, he was like, fight, 
he was breathing like he just maybe took a walk to the fridge to grab like a you know aquapana or something. Yeah, um, that that fight against Woodley was was just a, a masterpiece performance by Usman. I mean, you got the champion that has defended his belt what four times already? Three or four times, yeah, three four it. times. One versus Lawler, defense versus Maya. Uh, Maya, two defenses versus Thompson, and, Till. and then Till, and then he fought so four times. Yeah, so he defended the belt four times, and then Usman beats him up for five rounds, two ten eight rounds. I mean, wow. you, you got to be a real bad man. And then you go against Colby Covington, who, you know, all his antics, we all know about that and his terrible social media game. But terrible. Colby Covington is a great fighter, man. I mean, top yeah. dog in that division. That was and, a war. Yeah, and he broke his jaw, knocked him out. I had it 2-2 going into the fifth, and that was a decisive round, and Usman yes. took it. Um, it was a great fight. But Conor McGregor fighting Kamaru Usman is going to be a long night on the mat, bro. Yeah. And Ali said that he's going to give him two rounds standing up. And Usman's got a chin, man. Usman can Usman can throw hands, bro. I was I was really impressed with that with that Kobe fight. So if um, you know, we talked to Mike Bond a couple of, a couple segments ago, and we were talking about how maybe the Woodley, uh, how Woodley looked and how bad he looked in that Usman fight overshadowed how good Usman mm-hmm. really looked that night. But there's no mistaking how good Usman was versus Kobe. Anyone can say what they want about Kobe. I mean, he posts the worst bang energy drink videos on Instagram of all time. <laughs> but that man can can do it all in the ring. He's a real he's nightmare. Got, he's got no holes. A real problem. And Usman standed toe-to-toe, bro, and, and he was getting hit with bombs. So it would be hard for me to think that Usman is really has the disadvantage as good as Conor is in the striking match. You know, I don't see him getting getting you know starts with one shot. He's going to have the opportunity to go to the mat or to kind of figure it out. This seems like... It you, would be you, you all the spot there, bro. He's got no holes. No holes. Is is there a more complete champion out there? Because even, no. even I love Habib. Habib's striking is not scripts as as, as Usman is. Yeah. And I think Usman is better than Habib. And there's one guy that can be Habib is Usman. John Jones is pretty is pretty well rounded. I mean, I don't think he does. I don't think, you know, he has great boxing. Whenever he fights guys who are like really good strikers, we kind of see John maybe yeah, running and kind of crisp. avoiding. Yeah. But he's got tools. I mean, Triple C, he just vacated, but he he was the complete package. But bro, Usman is the complete package. He might be the most. And I saw a video of him at 190. He was with like 198 or something. My man's looks like he was literally made from like Zeus's stone wall in the backyard he just like dropped him in <laughs> the dude is massive he is massive and he's always shirtless around his house dancing with his little girl that's so cute and he's not he's he's not hiding it man he knows he's big he knows he's strong he knows he's a bad man he knows he's the nigerian nightmare and a real problem is, so bro. it's gonna be a long night for connor i know connor is your boy he is but, but we can both agree i don't want to see fight. i do i really think connor um, going back to the goat talk, I, I really just want to see him at 155. He Beating he ran it. through the 145. He he went he beats Aldo Everybody. in amazing fashion. He Everybody. wins the belt. Then he goes up. He went too high. He went for the 170 to fight Dos Anjos, and that's why he had to fight uh, Diaz. Diaz twice. Yeah, it was at 155 for the title. I'm sorry. Dos yeah, yeah, yeah. And then right, and then now so. Yeah, so he went 155 for for Dos Anjos, fought Diaz fight, but then fought Alvarez. And then I feel like after the second Diaz fight and then the Alvarez fight, like that was his weight, bro. That was the weight he looked looks best. good at. And the size is is not getting too big for him yet. Mm-hmm. Because, bro, as much as Connor is just an amazing fighter, you're fighting other guys who are amazing. So if you can't fight a dude that much bigger than you, that's that good. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, if Connor for some miracle beats Usman, that's a mention as, as the greatest of all time. That's a miracle. 
I mean, my son Miracle goes, he's got to be a, a one punch. He's not yeah. He's not going to win a decision because Usman can go for days and Connor can't. And you saw him getting tired against Diaz, who's yeah. not the same opponent as Usman. Usman can take a punch, but Connor can hit hard also. So if yeah. he gets him with a knee, with a high kick, or a, the left hand, it could be night night. So if he wins that fight by one lucky punch, it can cement him as the greatest of all times. The only fighter in UFC history to win three titles in three different divisions. Yeah, but I, I mean, yes, hundred percent, you're correct. But all of them under prime, right. Aldo, um, Eddie, yeah, and, and then Usman. Usman. I still think that if Connor wants to fight up there at one seventy. Um, I like the Masvidal fight for him. I still think he can beat Masvidal. I watched that fight back with Diaz. Masvidal was getting tagged. Mm -hmm. And then and then sometimes in those exchanges, if he didn't go first, if Diaz came first, he looked a little bit, uh, he looked a little bit kind of stuck, yeah. like stuck a little bit and took him a second to kind of realize. And he got he got he got tagged a couple of times. And I saw his cardio kind of starting to fade um as the as those rounds went and and, and Masvidal Connor gonna be a stand-up game so if Connor mm -hmm. wants to fight at 170 if he wants to keep getting those wins and you know keep getting finishes in three divisions fight Masvidal but bro the 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 legacy is in the 155 because mm -hmm. you have a man in the 155 who tapped you out and is also considered one of the greatest fighters um or will be one of the goats of all time in, mm -hmm. in Khabib and then you got Tony who has been a mainstay in the division forever. You got Gaethje, who, Poirier. a Poirier. I mean, dude, that, that is the legacy division for you. I say, I say, bro, he can easily beat Hooker, I think. Poirier? He, yeah, Poirier will be a tough fight. Not it'll, easy, it'll, but winnable it'll be, fights. It'll be a, yeah, it, it, it's his style to win fights. Tony? You know I mean? Yeah. If, if you're going to stand and trade with Connor, he's going to be better, you know, no matter how good you are. You know what I mean? And that's why if he fights Gaethje, Gaethje's got to attack the legs. And if he attacks the legs early and Connor doesn't have legs, then Gaethje might win that My fight. My foot was a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> but if he fights grapplers and wrestlers like Habib, like um, Usman, it's going to be a long night at the office. Yeah. But he's got fights in the lightweight division, like you said, that will cement his status as top five, top three dog all time, yeah. He's got to pick those fights. Don't yeah. don't go for the Usman. Go go for the for the Fergusons. Go for the Poirier. Go for the. Those Gage. are all building your legacy. Yeah. You're fighting those guys that are in your division. This is what we argue with DC as well all the time. I still can't put them top five because of the the loss, the two losses. I know one was a non contest, but the two losses to John Jones, and then he leaves. Connor, you know, I'm not. I don't want to say he's running. But he's got to stop running to other divisions, other opponents. Getting that 155, that's your sweet spot. The size is right. The, 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 the cut is right. The pop. the pop is right. Those big, Usman ain't going to be reacting to your left hand like, 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 like guys that Alvarez did. It's different. It's a different level of, uh, of chins and, 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 and body makeup. I mean, my God. He's used to getting hit by bigger guys also. Yeah, so um, I really, I mean, I would, I would buy that fight. I would buy it for a thousand bucks on pay-per-view. <laughs> I would split it with you. We would go to your house and we would split it. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, man, Usman, I think he's just trying to get the payday he thinks he deserves and get the recognition he deserves. And Connor would bring that. But um, if I'm, if I'm Kavanaugh or if I'm, you know, uh, in his, in his agency, I'm trying to steer him back to that 155 and, and, and go for that. Cause that's where he can win the, the title again. Let, let me ask you one more question. Why you got on, on Massville calling out um, Diaz is because he's not getting money. It's a money thing. Usman, like, like Mike said, it's a money thing. I mean, you know, I don't know how much he got paid. The, the, these payouts that we see online for the UFC, 
I think that is very low level. I think it's very, they're very basic payouts. I yeah. think there's a lot of stuff wrapped in and there's a whole other ways guys get paid. Because now DC was saying that John has gotten paid a couple million dollars for his last couple of fights, mm -hmm. but he's only getting paid 500 on those like earning sheets yeah, that you those, see out there. Those are not real. So um, I think it's just, dude, this dude has been fighting in Kimbo Slice's backyard since like 2004. So if he has a chance to make some cash, go for it, bro. I mean, he's been fighting too long. He's been in this game too long. I mean, if you're going to get the same amount of money to fight Usman and fight Diaz, just go Diaz. fight Diaz. 100%. All day. All day. You know what I mean? It's easy. Easy math right there. Easy, easier fight. I'm not saying it's an Your easy style. fight. Easier fight. Your style. Fight that you should win. You're going to be a Fans favorite. Fans want to see it. Yeah. Diaz has a massive following. Absolutely. So, yeah, that would be the fight. That's the pick. way to keep growing. Yep, absolutely. So, our last little topic here, since we, we got into that one pretty good, is... Uh, We've seen John Jones and Francis back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then all of a sudden, the back and forth started shifting to, well, we got to get paid. We got to get paid for it. At first, it was more of like a, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to beat your ass. You got holes. Don't forget, I got one punch, all this stuff. And then it started becoming about the money. And of course, the Uncle Dana said, you know, I ain't going to give them the money that they're looking for. So do you think that that's a fight that could ever happen? Or do you think that was both of them boys just really trying to capitalize and, and and maybe earn some big cash. That's why it's going to happen. And like Mike said, whenever we get um, the gates back and people can go watch the fights live in Vegas or New York or wherever they go, that fight's going to happen. But for me, it's more exciting if Francis can beat Stipe or, or mm. Cormier, whoever has the belt at, at the time. If he can knock one of those dudes out with one of his, of his haymakers in the first round, then you have champion of the heavyweight, champion of the light heavyweight, battling to see who's the baddest man in the world and that fight will make so much more money than just making a, a, a random fight right now for no title so i think the ufc is waiting um to see what happens with francis he's got some unfinished business in the in the heavyweight division right but that fight's gonna happen man i mean if you're talking that shit on social media you gotta back it up dude i i i'm i really just think that it's time for john to just leave the light heavyweight in the past he beat everybody already there. Everybody. Everyone. And it's to the point, it's like, it's like Floyd toward the end, where it was like uh, when he was chasing the 50, mm -hmm. I think when he was chasing that 50 and 0, uh, maybe the cash too. Um, it's just like technical now. Yeah. And maybe they're not the greatest fights to watch. I've gotten bored watching those last couple of John Jones fights. Yeah, because he knows how to win. And yeah. the opponents are catching up to him and they're getting better. You saw he's with getting older. You saw it with Dom Reggie. I mean, Ooh. he's 33. He's still in his prime pretty much. Um, he's been fighting for a long time. Yeah, a lot of miles. That, that's true. That's true. It wears down. It takes a toll on your body. But the fighters are catching up to him. And yeah. they're getting faster. They're getting stronger. More they're creative. getting smarter. They're better training. And they're catching up. So now he's older, like you said, and a little worn out. So he's just keeping his distance. He's yeah. in his leg. It's just smart, man. It's, it's just like smart. what TJ smart said. Smart fighter. When, when TJ said he first came in this game, it was like, oh, I'm good at wrestling. I'm just going to go in the UFC. I'm going to wrestle. Yeah. Oh, I'm a badass striker. Maybe I'm a, I got a boxing background. I'm going to go in the UFC and I'm going to stand up and box these guys. Bro, these guys are being groomed now mm -hmm. for the UFC. Since they're young, bro. And even Seguro, guys. Since 11. Yeah. And since even guys 11. like, you know, like Dom and, and, and Tiago and those guys, they're still kind of young. But it's like they, they're not going to boxing. They're not going to, you know, other sports. It's like, yo, we're going to go in MMA. Mm -hmm. And we're going to and we're going to we're going to have every single aspect of our game is going to be on point and we're going to be become champion. So, you know, John's got always beaten everybody. Um, 
you know, maybe there's some scary dudes coming up. And, and I think it's, that's why I think it's time for John to exit. Cause there, there could be a great battle for the heavyweight crown that could be, that could be keep changing back and forth for a yeah, long time that, that, with that, those dudes in that division. That's a great point that you, that you say that and, and the backgrounds and, and the training, cause you know, you see Masvidal fighting with Kimbo Slice in the backyard. It's not the same training with Kimbo Slice in the backyard fighting dudes that training like like Habib fighting, uh, for, you know, getting judo black belt, sambo master, um, and all that stuff, the wrestling, uh, the jiu-jitsu black belt, all that since he was 11 years old. Right. And then you get these dudes fighting in the backyard, just haymakers all for over. 100 bucks. And then you get to the UFC, and that's when you can see the levels. And I'm not saying Masvidal is a bad fighter. He's a great fighter, but... Um, I think the kind of training that other fighters are, are evolving, like Cejudo and Habib and Usman and all these guys are John Jones. They dedicate their entire lives to be black belt at every single art and then put it together in the UFC and become champions. And, right. you know, you see that now more than ever. Yeah. Now you see all the champions do that. Yeah. Well, man, it is, uh, it's certainly been entertaining to say the least uh, for us during this quarantine or isolation or whatever the hell we're in now. <laughs> um, to, to watch these guys on, 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 on social media. Um, keep it going guys. I hope that John does eventually, maybe he beats John and he says, Hey, I've beaten everybody I'm going. So maybe that'll be the last fight, but I'm ready for something new. And I would love to see, uh, that Francis fight. So mm. you got anything else to add to the social stretch? No, bro. Anything that, you've that was seen like, on that, there? That was great. That was great. I can't wait just to see McGregor again. Cause like, like we talk about, he says he's back. He's not drinking anymore. He's not well, drinking that purple wait, Whoa, whoa. He wasn't. Drinking oh, well, that he as well. Yeah. So I, I really want to see if he's for real. You know what I mean? I want to see him fight a top contender and, and hopefully beat him. Uh, if if if, he's that, if that's Masvidal, if that's, um you know, um, Poirier or Hooker or Ferguson, whoever it is, I want to see him fight a top contender and look good. Yeah. Look like he did I against agree. Alvarez. If he looks against Gaethje like he did against Alvarez, it's game over. I mean, Alvarez was at the top of his, maybe top of his peak, even if he looks like he did on the way up the one four. The Alvarez Mendes. was good, but he never defended the belt. Right. He, he beat Dos Anjos and won the belt, never defended it. Yeah. McGregor beat him. But I want to see him like these dudes are, are now killers. Yeah. Killers, Ferguson, bro. like Ferguson, like one through five, Gaethje, everybody has a bad night, but Ferguson's still a killer. But you know he's, I mean? but even in a, and even in that loss, bro, he was still mixing it up, and he yeah. and he knocked him on his ass in the second. Yeah. It wasn't like, dude, one through five in most of these divisions, bro, they're just all of them are killers, and they could all be champion, mm -hmm. except for maybe like the John Jones. He division. takes one punch, brother, yeah. four ounces. You're right. I hope Connor gets back in there soon, bro, and um, be great for the sport. You know, I just, I just want to see it. I hope the gate thing doesn't, doesn't hold him up. But we got fan questions coming up next. Maybe we'll touch on some of these things that we've been talking here in the social uh, stretch a little bit more. So uh, stick around. We, we got it coming now. All right, welcome to day number five, and this is of course our favorite segment, which is the fan segment. Hey. We have some, uh, we have some really good fan questions here today, man. I'm excited. You ready to roll? I'm ready. Let's get it. All right, our boy at Lorenzo55901, always coming with the good questions, asks, Kobe versus Masvidal, Ooh. who you got? Uh, well, do you think this fight even going to happen? Ever? It's got to happen because of the beef that they had. They, they trained at American Top yep. Team together, and then obviously Masvidal, um, Kobe, you know, Kobe had problems with everybody, with Poirier, with Joanna, with right. Masvidal. Um, I think that would be a good fight to watch. Not as exciting as others, like Usman and Connor for, for Massville. But I think that Colby has better tools. Oof, uh, yeah, he's he resting. is far superior. Massville striking is more crisp. It's, yes. it's superior. And his power is, is more. Colby, 
he doesn't have that much power. Damn, I need to study a little more. But I'll, my early pick will be Masvidal. I think he'll yeah? be able to stuff the takedowns and 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 keep it on the feet. And I would. I don't like Kobe, anyways. No, I mean <laughs> he's a bad man. No one's got to like him, but he's a bad man. He's a bad man. I, I think I think Kobe would win that fight. That would be a good one to watch. I think Kobe would win that fight. I think it, I think he'd actually. I think he would, he if he doesn't get knocked out in the first round or so, I think he wins it pretty easy actually. Yeah. What's the next one? I don't think that's ever gonna. I don't think that fight's ever gonna happen. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, who's, because who's there's just there's just too much there's too much good stuff there in that division and you got Woodley that Colby could fight you have Usman he could run it back with even if Usman loses to whoever you could run it back with him again Connor could run it with Colby if I if, mean these are these are loses better fights to Usman he's he's still got the Connor fight there right for the Colby, but but Colby, there's better fights for Colby out there I think oh yeah so I don't know if that fight ever happens if it did I got Colby that's just off the top of my head all I right. Agree. Next question from at Rodrigo XXIII. Would you be down for a Connor Diaz three? It's not my favorite fight for Connor, but I'm always down to watch a Connor fight against Nasty Nate. But um, yeah, it truly makes sense, man. One, one, uh, see who's the, who the better man is. Wait, why is it not your favorite fight for Connor? Because I want to see him against Habib. I want to see him against Justin Gaethje. I want to see him against Kamaru Usman before I want to see him against Nate Diaz. So that yeah. would be my fourth fight to make if I was Connor. But it's the number one fight for him to 100% win. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to say one fight that Connor can win for sure is Nate Diaz. Yeah. I also think Connor beats Poirier, Poirier for sure. Yeah. That's my opinion. Um, it's got to happen. If Connor's on Twitter talking about goat talk, and talking about split decisions and and losses or whatever, he's got to clearly win that third fight. Not by unanimous decision, not by split. I'm talking doctor stoppage or maybe he finishes Diaz. I mean, it's, it's only happened like once or twice in his career, but um, Connor's got to win that. He's got to take that fight. He's got to win that fight, and he has to win it convincingly if he wants to talk about GOAT status. Yeah, if he gets submitted, he's on my top 30. Ooh. That would be the worst thing ever he'll, if he gets submitted. He'll be on my top 30. That'd be the worst thing ever for him. Top 15. All right. Mark Season asks, how do you think Israel Adesanya would match up versus John Bones Jones? Assuming they fight at 205. I think I think John Jones wins that fight just because he's faced the best of the best for so many years and he still comes out on top. He manages to adjust and, and win fights in Adesanya. He's undefeated. He's been looking very, very good. But you see that fight against Joel Romero. Yeah. You see that fight against Anderson Silva. I mean, those, those were not convincing wins. Those were not wins where it can put you on the on the GOAT debate. And uh, I think John Jones is, is just so smart and so good and so much experience behind him that yeah. he won't win that fight. You know, I, I really feel like my man needs to kind of continue to take care of business in his own division. Yeah. Uh, he's 20 still- pound difference. He still needs to fight Costa. Yeah. That's a bad man. Costa. He still needs to fight. I think he needs to fight Darren Till. Um, you know, there, there's guys he needs to fight in his own division before he starts calling out the greatest uh, light heavyweight of all time. And, and Jones, stylistically, they're kind of very similar. I mean, Israel's got a little more, you know, pizzazz right now. But I think I think John would just, would just pick him apart. I seriously do. I, I feel like... It would just be a fight. You you watch um, Israel when he fights opponents that have like something special about them, um, whether it's a tool or whether it's like an aura, kind of when he fought uh, Anderson Silva, he hasn't really looked great. 
Yeah, and I think John. I think John would would come out on that. He's got uh, a lot of hype easy. behind him, and you know he deserves it. He's been, you know, he's. Well, been I mean, great. the the Whitaker and fight was amazing. The Gustafson fight was he can amazing. Talk, he can talk. He's he talk a good that talker. talk. Yeah, he he talks dirty. Yeah, dude. I mean that that fight was sell. But I think he, he he needs to just keep doing his thing. He needs to beat Cost. Cost is gonna be a gonna be a tough guy to beat, bro. You know when when he knocked out um, Whitaker and he and he had that fight against Gastelum that almost yeah. knocked him out in the fifth round. <clears throat> You know, they, they, I felt like the high was better back then. And then after that fight with Joe Romero, it's like kind of like died down a little bit. Yeah. You're like, okay. Like, is the this the same John Jones? When you see that the opponent can give you a good fight or possibly knock you out, you're just going to stay out of range and just tap the legs for a win. I, that's that's why I feel like that fight will be kind of boring. Yeah. Because both fights will be from afar, just tapping, just trading leg kicks for, 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 for 25 minutes. So there's not going to be a knockout or any of that. So that's why I think it's, it's a little... Uh, yeah, I, that fight won't ever happen. I don't think John John's got to go up, which we'll, we'll touch on in a little while. Our next question, actually from shout out Mr. Chumley, my middle school PE teacher. Whoa, coming in the chat. <laughs> Who is the next UFC veteran to come out of nowhere in a late career comeback to earn a title shot? I think that for me is is Jose Aldo. Um, he's had a strong career. <laughs> Lately, he hasn't been great, but he's only 33. I think he needs to either change his training or his trainer or, you know, he's going to make adjustments and adjust his game. This era is a new era. It's not the same as 10 years ago when he was uh, the king of Rio and, and, and the right. king of MMA in the featherweight <clears throat> division. Yeah. Time's changed. He's not a bantamweight. It's a stack division also. But I think if there's one old guy that can come back and run for a title again, it's him. Uh, I agree. I think especially now you got Cejudo vacating the belt. You have, um, he's probably, if he even comes back, it's going to be for big money fights. I don't think fighting Jose is, is, is the big money fight for him. I think they robbed him in that fight against Moraes, by the way. I thought he won that fight. Aldo. Oh, he did. Yeah. That's why he was getting the title shot. Cause, because Henry was watching it yeah. and he texted Dana, you know, oh, he won that fight and I'm, I'm on a goat taste. I'm on a goat tasting tour. So, um, I agree. So, you know, Aldo uh, has a great chance. You got some Peter Jan, Corey Sanhagen, uh, Sterling. Obviously, those guys are about to run it. Um, Ooh, they got some fired. good division uh, opponents there, man. So that would be a really, really cool um Then they're going to make Peter Jan versus Moraes also. Yeah, that'd yeah. be nasty. Peter and, Jen's you know, weird. talking about the GOAT conversation, like I said, I got Aldo sitting there. And you know the seven to eight range, and if he comes back and wins another title, he he he's back. He's he's back in that 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 talk uh, for top five in goat status. So I think Glover Teixeira, and I don't know if he's necessarily coming out of nowhere, but um, he's on a four fight win streak. UFC forty one updated rankings. He's number five. Ooh-wee. Number five. He's only Glover. ahead of him. He's got Corey Anderson ahead of him. He's got John. Blackowitz, he's got Tiago Santos and Dominic Reyes, and I think he's got a path. And I'm gonna tell you what: Corey Anderson does his next fight for sure. He beats Corey Anderson next fight. Mm-hmm. John apparently is gonna fight John Jones, so John and John Jones gonna run it. You got Tiago versus Reyes. I think who are gonna run it when Tiago's healthy again, or if Teixeira beats Anderson, Teixeira faces Tiago. And he beats Tiago, and then he jumps in for the title shot. Yeah, I think two, one to two more fights, he gets a title shot if I he th- wins. I think Glover being an older man, and you know, it's not a money fight. Teixeira versus Jones, that's not a money fight. Nobody's gonna, you know, be excited. I mean, about is that. is John Blackowitz versus John Jones a money fight? No, it's not. But what I'm saying is, he's gonna fight Corey Anderson. 
If he beats Corey Anderson, then he will get the loser from Dominic Reyes and Thiago Santos. If he beats that guy, then he gets a title shot. So like right, when he wins one more, fight, two more yeah. fights, if he wants one more fight, he won't get a title shot. Dana won't do that. But if he beats Dominic or Thiago, then then he should get it. What happens if uh, John Jones beat him already though, right? Uh, yeah, back in like 2014, he beat him for uh, the the belt. He won. He's already fought John once. Yeah. Um. So yeah, 14. If, yeah. I'm on my shit. I'm told I'm on my shit. Unanimous decision. Yeah. So if Teixeira, dude, I could see, I could see Teixeira um, beating Anderson or if Tiago's not ready, maybe Anderson runs it with Dominic and Glover runs it with Santos. If John's going to get a title shot. Yeah. Well, John is saying that, that he's the next guy in line. I, I don't agree. I think he needs to run it back with Dominic. Man. Um, which leads us into our next question. So this is a good transition here. At Vileto14. Vileto. My boy. At Vileto 14, do you think it's time and John Jones needs to move on to heavyweight and leave Absolute the light heavyweight division forever? Absolutely. John Jones has nothing else to prove in this light heavyweight division. I mean, he beat everybody in the top 10 in this division. I mean, you got Dominic, you got Thiago, you got Smith, you got Goffson, you got Cormier, you got, you got Glover, you got everybody. He's beat everybody in there. So, yeah. you know, I don't think he's got anything to show for anymore in that division. He's the GOAT of that division of all times. Nobody will even come close. It's time to move to heavyweight and beat either Stipe, uh, Cormier, or Francis, whoever uh, has the title. Cormier is never going to fight John Jones again. Yeah, but if never. he has a title and the money's right, mm, you, can, you can never turn down an M, a melee. Ooh. You can never turn that down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A so 43? Here, here's my, here's my, uh, that's retirement money, baby. That's, that's <laughs> red penny night. <laughs> now, DC's making millions when he fights. Here's my thing here. If John, to go back to the last question, if John vacates the belt and moves on, which I think he needs to like right now, I don't want to see him fight John Blackowitz, Blankowitz. I don't want to see him fight anyone else again unless he's going to run it back with Reyes or Tiago, and he's not going to. Yeah. Those fights were too dangerous for him. Tough. He's Tough not going to do it. So yeah. he's got to fight either, he's going to fight John or Jan, or he's just got to move on. I think he needs to vacate. And then Glover, that flees Glover up to get a title shot for the last question. But it's time, bro. It is time for John to move on. So he is, dude, these last couple of fights have been almost painstaking to watch. It hurts my eyes. <laughs> like he needs to go. He needs to free that. Dude, there are stars. Dude, Dominic Reyes is young. Thiago young. Santos is young. And these guys could. Killers. These guys, I mean, they could really be like the new kings of the, of the light heavyweight division and like give that division some life again absolutely because it's dead I'm, I'm tired of seeing freaking you know ankle kicks and leg kicks and and winning by decisions and and technical fighting this isn't Floyd Mayweather going for 50 and 0 yeah this, I don't want to see technical fights I want to see freaking knockout I want to see elbows John I want to see John get pushed John Jones still gonna he's still got some years in his career he's only 32 brother what a career 26 and oh because I'm not gonna count that DQ that was bullshit He's 32, brother. He's still got three good years in him. I agree. I think the UFC is waiting for Engano to be champion to make that fight. Because if you do champ versus champ, I think it's going to sell a lot more than if you do that but fight bro, right now. I, so listen, <clears throat> Stipe's got to run with DC. We've already, we've already agreed on that. John can run it with Francis, okay? If Francis loses, he doesn't lose anything because then John can run it for the, for the, for the belt against Stipe or against DC. Mm -hmm. And if he wins, 
they can they can rerun that heavyweight fight when John actually has the belt, or if Francis wins, now the 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 markability of Francis, the 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 hype behind Francis would be unmatched. It would be McGregor style. Yeah, hype. yeah. It's just that Francis has nothing to win in that fight. You know, he doesn't. He's win got the money bell. to win, it, but. The the reason the fight is not happening is because of that, because of money. I mean, if if if, if there's if, no if gates, fight so the UFC is not gonna yeah, the gates. pay raise nobody. Yeah, I mean they're not gonna pay more when they don't have the gate. But I think if 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 Francis can win the title, bro, that would be such a fun fight. John Jones. I mean, bro, Francis Ngano, bro, for I, the heavyweight champion. If I'm Francis, dude, you're Fran so you're number two in the rankings. Okay, you got Curtis Blaze below. You got Derek, or you can do an interim champion. Shit, there you go. There you that go. That would be more fun. So now you got John versus Francis for the interim champ. Yeah. And they got to run it back with Stipe, DC and Stipe. Whoever wins. And then they, 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 can, they can unify it. But I just think, bro, it's time for John to leave. Francis is not going to take any fights of Curtis Blaze, Derek Lutis, Dos Santos, Rosenstruke, he just uh -huh. KO'd into the, to the sun. Overheem is still, his chin's still on the moon. Um, these guys are not going to, he's not going to fight. <laughs> he's not going to fight these guys. So you're either going to wait another year to fight one more time or you can run it with John and you're still going to get paid pretty handsome amount to fight John. Maybe not the millions you would want, but you're going to get paid a handsome amount. Fight him. If you're that confident, beat him and then go fight for the belt. Or if you lose, then you go back to these guys, you KO another guy to, to Mars, Jupiter or Pluto. And then you go back for the title shot. What does it matter? Yeah, I like it. Just, we just need to see more fights, man. I need to see some pay-per-view, some nasty ones. How old is Francis? He... He looks dirty. <laughs> Not what he looks. He looks dirty. <laughs> he's a bad man, though. Let me see. If he's 35, I'm going to lose it, bro. Uh, I don't even know how to spell this guy's names. I got it. Francis Ngano, the predator. Ngano stats. All right, Francis Ngano. He is. Drum roll, please. He's 33 years ah. of age. September. Fifth, nineteen eighty-six. Mm. He's got to get going. He's got to get going, and that's why he's so frustrated. You see him on that interview with Ariel Helwani. He's so frustrated because, he, like, the picture right now doesn't look clear for him. I mean, you, he still got to wait on the sidelines, wait for Stipe and me and and and, and Cormier and John Jones. The Dana White don't want to pay pay them for for the right amount of money for this mega fight. Man, I would be frustrated too. Bro, Nobody wants to fight this guy. I mean, who like who's gonna fight this guy? In, in, if you're Francis way? and you don't fight John Jones, you risk Stipe or DC winning, and John Jones Getting jumping them. up and fighting right away for the heavyweight. Yeah, but he wants it. It's just Dana and the UFC. Is not well, just to do just it right bro, now. just do it. Just fight. Let's just, go. Just backstreet. I mean, dude, how much did he get paid for his last fight? Three fifty, four hundred. Not even when he when he when he knocked out uh, Rosenstruck. Not even. But they got no control over that, brother. Dana's the one yeah. that's got to send the contracts. True. I, I, I just need to see some movement with John. I agree. So this question is, does John need to move? Absolutely. Do you think, do you think John Jones really wants that fight, though? Because um, he talked about, if, if I'm going to take this huge risk, yeah. you got to pay me right. right? Um, I mean, it's risky for John. More risky for John than it is Francis. Yeah, because yeah. if John loses his entry to heavyweight, he's got to go back down to lightweight, most likely. Um, John could just wait it out for an actual title shot at, at heavyweight. But like I said, but then you can look at it as John. It's like, okay, I'll go for the heavyweight route. If that doesn't work out, I'll go back to lightweight. I'll keep dominating and do my thing. Um, who knows, bro? But I think he needs to move. It's time. He said in 2013, he was thinking about moving to heavyweight. 
Oh, he needs to move and we will move on also to the next question. All right. <laughs> well, there's no next question. That's the end of the segment. All right. All right. We got uh, the social dive coming up next. All right. Welcome into the sixth inning, the look ahead. And we're going to be talking about the card coming up on Saturday, May 30th. It's UFC fight night. Yes, sir. It's on ESPN plus and they are having at the UFC apex. Apparently looks like they got clearage. Need so it. that'll be nice because, um, we should get some good judging. On ESPN gosh, plus, that flipping judging in Florida was Baruch's Magoots. She, uh, so this fight, you know, I'm really, really excited for Woodley to be back. For the comeback of the chosen one, Tyrone Woodley. Yeah. We, need really, to see, we need to see him come back. Really excited uh, for, for, for this fight, man. After this, uh, what is this, two years, two-year layoff, I need to see an absolute dominant performance by the chosen one in order for him to be able to compete for the title again. Yeah. Obviously, that last fight, he lost to a bad man on Kamaru Usman. He got completely dominated, five rounds to nothing. But... We know what type of talent he has. Even though he's Oof. 38, he looks like he's on his prime. Unbelievable. And we're looking forward to a great performance by the chosen one, our boy, Tyron Woodley. Man, I'm so excited to see him back, bro. I literally, I think this guy has got that, like, that itch back. I'm watching him train on his Instagram. I'm, I, you know, I've talked to him a little bit here and there. Um I, I I see it, bro. I see it. He he wants to regain that, that title. It. And, you know, for me, honestly, bro, for me, him taking this fight shows me he wants he wants to get back in that octagon, bro. Because this isn't, you know, most champions, they lose. And they're taking in a, the rematch. They're taking the number one contender. Colby scared. Number two contender. Whatever the case may be. I mean, he had the he had the Edwards fight um, fight night, the 171 that was going to be in London. that got canceled. Um, you know, he's taking Gilbert Burns on. And so I'm really, really excited to see what our man has got in, uh, in store for us. I think he wins, um, by knockout. He's got, he's got, it, I mean, if he wants to impress all the fans out there after that performance against Usman, we need yeah. something impressive. We need, we need a knockout, but we, we don't need just a one punch knockout like he used to do. Now we need to see a new Tyron Woodley reinvented Tyron Woodley, a better version of the chosen one. And I need to see some combos. I need to see some combos. I need to see him working angles. I need to see him passing them punches and hey, countering. Hey, hey, hey. If I see that, hey, man. Then he's going to have a chance against Kamaru. But yeah. if I see the same of just waiting to throw that overhand, right. Kind of like the, hopefully to like catch the them. Stutter, 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 yeah, stutter. Then, catch then it's going to be hard to beat the champ. But like, you know, bro, Burns, he came off a really good win against uh, Damian Maya. Yeah, against Maya. I mean, you know, Woodley yeah. beat Maya, but it was a pretty boring fight, unanimous decision. He beat, he beat Maya under under four minutes. So, And then he showed the great grappling that he has. He has mm -hmm. really good grappling. I don't know if he's going to grapple with Woodley. I think he has uh, the advantage on that. But uh, if he stands in trade with Woodley, I think Woodley has the edge. Yeah. I think Woodley's going to win this fight. Yeah, I'll put my money on Woodley for sure. I like he Woodley. Should be, he should fight. be a favorite. Yeah. I'm excited to see it, man. So the rest of the card, I mean, you know, it's not the most stacked card in the world. It's a fight night. But it's a fight night. You know, we'll you watch. got a... Uh, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch. <laughs> you got that woman's straw. We got Mackenzie Dern down there at the bottom versus uh, versus Hannah Siffers, maybe. I don't know how to say that name. But, uh, you know, Mackenzie Dern, you know, she's a, she's a little bit of a prospect down there in the straw weight. Yeah. Uh, you know, seven and one. So that, that, that should be, that should be a good fight. We got some bangers on this card, you know, no huge names. Um, you know, Roosevelt Roberts versus uh Weaver, um, and Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez. Those should be pretty good bangers right there. Yeah. Throwing hands on these guys. Bro, we're for sure. 
gonna be watching these fights and you know um it's a fight night so we don't get as as excited yeah. as a pay-per-view card but they you know this this last three cards let's exclude the pay-per-view that was insane yeah the two fight nights that we've seen so far all the fights have been great. Right. I, I think they know that the world is watching. It's the only sport playing right now. Yeah. So it's time to shine, baby, and show the fans what you're about. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to to, to this fun um, little card right here. Yeah, and the, I mean, in the co-main, you got uh, you got Blago and you got um, Augusto. And, you know, Augusto's 14-1-1. and one and one. Uh, You know, Daniel Rodriguez uh, versus Kevin Holland, the welterweight um you know, line up there. I think that's going to be, that's going to be a really good fight. Throw some hands, you know, Rodriguez 10 and one, uh, you know, Kevin Holland, 17 and five, Roosevelt nine and one, we were 14 and four. So we got some guys in this card that, you know, been in this game for, 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 for a decent amount of time. And maybe they're looking to show the world what they got. Yeah. Check out that car is going to be fire. Tyron Woodley, the comeback baby. Let's go. Let's go. And then, you know, looking forward ahead, we'll touch a little bit. We got UFC 250. Obviously, Amanda Nunez versus Felicia Spencer headlining that card. Um, and dude, some some exciting fights have been being announced. We got uh, Poirier getting back in there. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we got so versus, much to talk about in the future, bro. This yeah. is going to be insane. After, after, you know, this was a week without fights after getting three in one week. Yeah. But after this, we're going to get a fight every single Saturday. Every single brother. Saturday. <sighs> Shit, got some good fights lined up, man. So you know this card. You know you want to you want to throw your picks out there just 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 because. No, I want to. I want to. <laughs> oh, for this one. Oh yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I thought you were talking about Amanda. No um, no no no. Yeah, I got I got I got Tyron on that one. I um, got Tyron. I don't know much about the other fighters, so it's hard for me to pick. Yeah, um, I got Dern. I, I've watched I've watched a couple of McKenzie uh, McKenzie's fights. Yeah, I I got Tyron on that one um, against Gilbert. It's just that Gilbert. Hasn't faced the best competition out there yet. The chosen one has been champion for years, and you know he's had to fight the, the number one contenders. Yeah, and I think that's why he has a slight edge. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we'll recap those fights, and we'll be looking forward to seeing more UFC events. They're going to be coming like hot fire mm. this June and July, man. I'm excited. Need it. All right, we are in the closing segment, man. We've had a. Uh, an amazing podcast with some amazing guests. Uh, really appreciate those guys coming on. Some amazing insights on on their top five and their GOAT conversation. Some mm. of them lined up with what we thought. Some didn't. That's okay. Yeah. Um, we, we we should do a post on Instagram and let the uh, get the fans' opinion on who they think is the GOAT. See see how, how the fans that follow the Walkout podcast on Instagram, um, they think who's the better fighter. So that, that would be fun. All right. We'll do a little, uh, little something on Instagram. Maybe get... Get you guys involved. See, see your goat picks. And um, as always, guys, you know we, we we love doing this. We're gonna continue doing this. We appreciate the support, all the comments, and uh, we're looking forward to what is gonna be in an absolute amazing, Oof. amazing uh, couple of months here of, uh, of fights coming up. Yeah, hopefully some some more great announcements. Hopefully we get some Connor, some Masvidal, some Usman, some Habib, some Gaethje, all of that. We need it. Yeah. But thank you guys for watching. We do this, guys, so you can have a good time during these tough times, especially during quarantine. Take care of yourself at all times. All right, guys, wash those hands. We'll see you.